on today's show, it's our holiday spectacular, Jackson. Woo! We're going over King A-10, Suicide Silence, Ocean 8 Alaska, Outline in Color, Hall of Fame, Revolver Gives Awards to What? And many more. And for album reviews, we got The Funeral Portrait, Migosh, and If I Were You. And I've got the sniffles. So Jackson, what do you want for Christmas this year? All I want for Christmas is you. Wow, Jackson, how does that not get you in the holiday spirit? Oh, man, I love it. You got to love an August Burns Red instrumental for you. I forget. Is that whole album instrumental? Yep. The yeah. whole entire thing. They're, that's all they do. It's August Burns Red presents Sledden Hill, right? Sledden Hill? Yeah, Sledden Hill and then something else, but I don't remember. The yeah, it's a long-ass title. You know, we're going to go into a little bit of the holiday. So, look, we're not a hack show, so this isn't going to be all holiday <laughs> shit. But we're going to have a little segment where we talk about some alternate music that you guys can listen to that's more in the scene. Right, right. That's the way to do it. If we're going to get into the Christmas spirit, we might as well do it scene style. Exactly. And Jackson, I got a question for you. How the fuck are you doing today? Dude, you know what? I'm feeling good, but at the same time, my allergies are kicking my ass. No. So I want to just apologize for anybody listening if they get annoyed by either A, the sniffles, or B, a weird-sounding voice, which I'm sure you're already used to the weird-sounding voice. Oh. So we'll just excuse that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't think the audience does. By the way, I'm going to swear a lot in this episode because oh. I have to go visit the rents you know, for the holidays. So I got to get out <laughs> all the swearing now. I got to get rid of it. Oh, man. And then I'll be ready, even though I'm sure we'll end up fucking swearing and cursing there, too. It happens. Hashing it out. Yeah, it's fucking adult life. What are you going to do, you know? <laughs> that's what that's what childs look up to, man. They can't wait to hash it out with their rents. It's just the way it is, man. It's just the way it is. So how about this? We got a ton of shit to go over tonight. So how about we get started? Do it. All right, so let's start off where we kind of were just talking about, actually. Let's start off with the little holiday scene songs that we've got. Scene songs. Say that like a bunch of times. Scene you... <laughs> song, scene song, scene song. <laughs> sing song. By the end of it, it's sing, sing song. song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was looking through some of the stuff that I've seen in the past. Plus, there's that brand new album that In Vogue Records put out as well. Happy Holidays, I Miss You. Yep. Did you get a chance to check that out? Yes, I did, and I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was. Me too, actually. It's a compilation of, I guess, all of these different In Vogue Records artists, and they're mm -hmm. all doing either a cover song or an original Christmas, holiday, whatever you want to call it, type song. Yep. Now, did you have That's any exactly. favorites? I did. Now, <laughs> see, I love the Convictions one. Yes, I knew you would. But, see, the thing that I liked about the Convictions one is this is the first time, and I hate that it was on a holiday album that this happens, 
but this is the first time you really see a really big significant change in their sound like i don't know if you noticed but even the the vocals just sound different do you think that was done on purpose i think so and but see the way i look at it is i wonder if this is their new direction and this is like their way to you know throw that out there like this might be what we sound like now the song is great and it is a it's not a cover song it's one of their own songs so yeah. so yeah memories in the attic i think everyone should check that out but see the one that i've never heard of uh there's this artist called jt woodruff and he did a song called down Patton hill christmas 1985 can i just jump on something real quick really early hit, on it, the show? hit it hit it hit it so you don't know this artist jt woodruff you don't know who that is no i did not know I didn't know who he was. The lead singer of Hawthorne Heights. Wow, I never even caught on to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because he's who I'm going to see with In Her Own Words. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are. Wait, JT Woodruff with In Her Own Words. Is that the acoustic tour that they're doing, or is that the normal tour that they're on now? I'm actually not sure which one I'm going to. But I okay, have because they have it. two that are like in the future, and I know. like half is like just acoustic, and then one is normal. And I'm going to the acoustic one. And I think now that you mentioned that, it is J.T. Woodruff and Wolven in hiatus. Yeah. I think that I'm going to the acoustic one because it's at an art gallery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but All signs lead that to that. But remember, this is the same art gallery where I went to see Rarity. Oh. Yeah. So it might not be. I don't know. But either way, I'm going to have fun anyways. Well, yeah. But um, yeah, I really like the J.T. Woodruff song. That one to me. See... It's really sad, though. Uh, do you remember that one, like, specifically? <laughs> the dog does. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, that's not even my dog, so I don't know. He's going crazy. What I'm gonna do. <laughs> I've heard it throughout the whole time. It's fine. Every, yeah, look, I everyone knows. And I was like, I just hope that it's not coming out. Look, everyone knows that you're not in a studio right now. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. No, actually, guys, I, I'm not in my studio today. I have one. I'm just kidding. I completely do not have one. <laughs> He's feeling under the weather. He didn't want to get all the employees sick. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I care for my employees. Well, Jackson, since I've got it on my list as the standouts on this album, how about we play a little bit of Convictions with the song Memories in the Attic? Let's do it. So I really like that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah, me too. They really hit it out of the park with that song. It might even be one of their top songs. A very sad Christmas song. Like a sad a sad song to slit your wrist to on the holidays. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Gremlins. So Oh oh gosh. Here we uh, go. Fucking love it. But no, I really like that track. And for me, standouts were In Her Own Words, Mirror Eyes, September Stories, Courage My Love. I really like their versions of what they were doing. Yeah, same here, and I'm glad you pointed out Mirror Eyes because that is a band that I did not hear of till this album, and that opened my eyes to hearing their actual original music, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I got to listen to some more of them too. All right, anything else you want to mention about the In Vogue record? Nope, just the fact that it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'm usually not a 
a big, you know, narc for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not a Christmas music fan. Yeah, I mean, is that a big yeah. surprise for us? Like, I don't think so. It's Ooh. not one of those things. I know, right? Wow, I don't put on Elvis Presley and, you know, Chris. Oh, I got to tell you my most hated Christmas song, though. Most okay. hated of all time. Do you know the Christmas shoes song? Christmas shoes? Yeah. No, I do not. I, I am not even. I'm not even going to put a sample. Horrible. Yeah, I'm not going to put a sample. It's like a country music song. It's huge. It's a huge, really? huge song they play every single Christmas. And it's about a guy who's in line for the store. He's in some department store or something. And there's a little kid who's up at the beginning of the line. And he's trying to buy these Christmas shoes for his mother who's like dying of cancer. Oh, shit. And he can't afford the shoes. And he wants to buy them for when his mother meets Jesus that night. Yeah, that's the fucking song. That sounds really depressing. It's extremely depressing. And then, of course, the guy who's singing it has to be like, he's the only one in line who will help the kid out. Like, who wouldn't go up and just fucking buy those shoes for the kid? Who sings that? I have to know this. I I don't know the name, and I don't want to know the name. (laughs) I'm going to let everyone know. Do not tweet me about this later. I don't want to know. I don't care. It's the worst. It is the absolute worst song for Christmas. But it's huge. Like, I'm surprised you've never heard of this before. I have never heard of that. It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) This at least gives me something to listen to if I was in the mood for Christmas music. Like, I was in the lab the other day, and I put this on in the background, and people kind of enjoyed it because it was kind of that mix of here's some Christmas stuff, but then also it was like rock and all that kind of stuff. So it worked out pretty well. I think it's so funny when you say, yeah, when I was in the lab, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just like, yeah, Ian's in the lab cooking up some shit. Yeah, I got a real fucking job I got to do. Hey, (laughs) once people start paying me for this shit, I can move on and do what I want to do. But right now, I'm fucking engineering some shit, you know? Uh Uh-oh. In the lab. Working in the lab late one night. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Wrong holiday. Yeah. Fucking holiday. All right, so let's go on to the next Christmas album that I kind of chose because there are a bunch of bands actually that are doing a bunch of random Christmas cover songs, whether they're originals or remakes, covers, like I mentioned. Like, It Lives at Breeze. They're putting out a brand new Christmas song tomorrow. Look out for those because some bands love doing this, so it's worth giving it a shot. But the next album that I wanted to mention was the Punk Goes Christmas. And there I just wanted to mention four bands, Crown the Empire, All Time Low, New Found Glory, and believe it or not, said it no (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) oh man did you listen to it i did but i'm surprised you left out being as an ocean their their track was really good did i miss that one i might have missed it i I think you might have missed it oh damn all right well (laughs) i missed it then i'll have to go back and listen to it you're telling me that that set it off song was bad it wasn't bad it was old school set it off it was that creepy horror goth punk yeah yeah that's the the way they used to be theatrical kind of feel that they give off and that's why I yeah. liked it. <laughs> I um, it's not a bad song, but I just wish they stuck to that sound. Let's put it like that. But oh, even of even their original sound, though, I wasn't. I was never really a huge set it off fan, to be honest with you. I was regardless in the beginning. of their sound. Now they just give me more of a reason to not like them. You know what I mean? I just remember them being that almost local band that would come out and hang out with everyone who were so like happy to see people, to be happy that people were listening to their music. And they put on such a great show, and then they just completely changed. And, you know, that's what they want to do, so that's fine. But it is a shame because they put out some quality work. They really did. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I feel like they had a better name for themselves back in the day than they do now. Uh, it's not just people like us. I feel like it's the same for everybody. Now, they might be bigger now, but I feel like they had a better, more deserving fan base back then with their old sound than their new sound. Because you know what the new sound, what kind of fans they bring. <laughs> well, right, yes. The 21 Pilots fans, yes. Understood. Oh, okay. And that's when I log out. Every- Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to mention, look, I think we went a whole episode last time without mentioning 21 Pilots, but I did have a little funny story I wanted to talk about today. Oh, God. So Your funny I, stories are usually insulting, but we'll go with it. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> so I had, to run, I had to run to the mall today because I had to get a lady friend a gift Ooh. card. Yeah, a little gift card for Christmas, you know, a little something. Uh-oh. So, unfortunately, I had to go into Forever 21 to get <gasps> said gift card. <laughs> said gift card. <laughs> Your wording is always on point. I'm Th- sorry. Thank you, sir. What band do you think they were playing while I was getting my gift card? Hmm. Well, in high school, I learned how to use my context clues. So, let's, <laughs> let's use my context clues. Forever 21. What band has 21 in it? Ian, <laughs> I'm putting my money that they had 21 pilots going on in there. You're absolutely right. What? But, but by the way, I like that you were able to use your context clues because I did not even put together that 21 and Forever 21 and 21 Pilots were the same thing. Oh, man. I was more I'm going to assume they played the same song that they like blurry played face. over and over and killed it. Whatever the song says, Blurry Face in it. Yeah, stressed out. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, even for a 21 Pilots fan, they really made me not like that song. And this is coming from a pretty... Deep huge, 21 Pilots fan. Huge 21 Pilots fan, yes. Yeah, I. Uh, they killed that song. The radio destroyed it. They have an act for doing that. They get a good song and then they just slash it with a knife. I don't listen to the radio, so I would not know. Same, thank God. Uh, I invest in very good aux cables to make sure that I do not listen to my radio. And we make fucking and. podcasts, so why would we, why would we yeah. do anything different? So before we go ahead and finish up the segment of our little holiday part here. Do you have a favorite holiday song or anything that you like? Are we talking scene or just holiday in general? It's up to you, buddy, because mine combines both. Mine combines both, so. Man, you really put me on the spot with this one. Um, That's what I do, motherfucker. (laughs) That All I Want for Christmas song, but not the MCR version, the actual, fuck, who is it? Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey, dude. That's a jam. I actually like that song. Well, fuck you because we're playing the cover. Because <laughs> that's my favorite version is the cover of the Mariah Carey version. But do you like the Mariah Carey version? No, because I don't like uh, any pop music. <laughs> Unless it's Carly like Rae Jepsen. Does Carly no. Rae Jepsen have a holiday song? Because then I'll listen to it. Oh my gosh, you're such a fangirl for Carly Rae Jepsen. She's beautiful, man. She's yes, gorgeous, she's man. Gorgeous, what do you expect man? Yeah, from come me? On. Come on, man. <laughs> Well, let's play a little bit of the cover song for All I Want for Christmas. Hit it! I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true, baby. All I want for Christmas is you. 
Come on. That's great. It is great. It's, it's one of great. my favorite MCR <laughs> songs, I will admit. They have two ridiculously great covers. That one and the Desolation Row, the Bob Dylan one, the one oh, yeah, from yeah, The yeah. Watchmen. Yeah, that's a yeah. really, really great song. Yeah, I really enjoy that Christmas cover, though. I, I don't know why, but his voice at the beginning, because it sounds like it didn't go through like any sort of like production or anything. It's just right. like raw voice. It's like, damn, that's really good. Like, you know, it sounds like a live performance kind of thing, but it's not. I agree. No, I think they did that excellently. And that's one of those ones that I can play for the family and yeah. they like it. Yeah. So it works <laughs> out very well. thumbs up. So that's enough of that hack bit. No more, <laughs> no more need to do that. <laughs> Just to let everyone know that if for some reason you think, oh no, this is the only holiday stuff we have to deal with pop music or whatever, there's plenty out there to satisfy your scene heart on the holidays so don't worry about that there's plenty of stuff so just give it a listen like i said there's august burns red who have a whole entire album there's also the invoke christmas compilation happy holidays i miss you there's pop goes christmas it lives it breathes my chemical romance there are tons of bands that do that stuff so take a look see if there's anything you like and play for the family make a new christmas tradition or holiday tradition i don't give a shit what you celebrate so just do whatever (laughs) Just listen to some good damn music, all right? That's all that fucking matters. Just do that. You all good with that, Jackson? I'm totally cool with it. Awesome. All right. Let's move on to news. So once again, Jackson, we have tons of news to talk about. So let's start things off right away with King A10. Now, I believe we've been talking about them oh, like wo- at least once a week. Yeah. And now this time, their show was not canceled by the venue themselves. On the day of a show, they had to cancel in Detroit. So it's okay. St. Andrew's Hall. They had to cancel. Now, this is the first time that they've had to cancel, I think, this tour, at least, because that first one was banned. Right. So technically, that wasn't their fault. But once again... The reason is the same. Guns. Yeah, that's the topic is still the same thing. So apparently the story that David Gunn tells everyone is that while they were moving their equipment in, their roadies, their crew themselves were being, I don't know the right way to put it, I guess, searched and researched and, you know, like every single time they would leave and come back, they get a thorough, thorough searching. Like almost like what I'm imagining is like that airport type security yeah like that kind of invasiveness like that's what it sounds like every single time and they said well whoa what, what's going on here do you do this for everyone they're like no we just know your background and that's what oh, we're going to be doing yeah so they had already told them and this is true from what we were talking about which we weren't sure about last time is yes i guess a bunch of the members or at least some of the members do have carry permits so they're carrying all the time yeah and I mean, it really does suck, but I'm glad at least the venue was honest with them instead of just being like, oh, this is just completely random. You know, we know what you guys bring and what you're capable of. So we just want to make sure that everybody is safe and that you guys are doing everything under the legal limit, at least. I guess that's a positive thing in a way. I guess you've kind of looked at it as a positive. That's the only way to look at it. I mean, it, it really does suck. Their show getting canceled. And I'm sure it was one that they look forward to not getting canceled. But you know what I mean? It really does suck, especially in their home state. You know, this is probably one that most people were looking forward to. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of posts from people saying like, oh, they drove five hours or they drove six hours. Now what are they supposed to do? Like a lot wow. of people are really pissed. But they do have a lot of people standing up for themselves. So literally, the reason why they canceled the show is because they believe that their rights are being trampled on. Yeah, I mean, they their stance is really hardcore. They believe in something strong. Um, the way they were raised is not exactly the normal way of being raised into you know, they've been surrounded by violence all their life. So they feel like if they're not caring or if they're not being respected as they should, then they, they're kind of those guys that it's like, we're just going to pick up our shit and leave then. We're not going to like deal with that or, you know, accustom ourselves to your likings. This is what you're getting and that's it. So as soon as that venue, you know, says, hey, you know, we're not comfortable with you guys and all the guns and everything, regardless of your permits you know, we, we can't have you, or, you know, they don't like it, then King 810 is just going to be like, well, fuck it, then we're out. And it sucks for the fans, but then again, I guess fans can really like the genuine, you know, state that they present for everybody. But I don't know. I, I feel like now is not the time for all this. You know, K King 810 making a really big stance on the whole gun situation. Like, out of all the times, this seems to be flaring up even more. And I feel like maybe they should understand that. Uh, I don't know. I Before I get to that, let me read the last part of their statement, or David Gunn's statement. This is what he put out on Facebook the day of when everything was going down. This is not an easy decision to make, but we have to answer to ourselves first and foremost. This is not about shows or weapons. This is about our inherent rights. They will surely try to sweep this under the rug and spun as unforeseen circumstances but we tell the truth to the people. These people try to tell us police officers can't even carry guns into their establishment. If this is where the country is headed, goddamn, more soon, gun. And then he put out another statement later on. They had an interview with the Huffington Post, but it was during the show or like right before the show. So I mm -hmm. guess this hadn't gone down yet. So the interviewer, I guess, tried to reach out to the venue, but they didn't answer, so he just published what the actual original interview was supposed to be. But here's my yeah, thing. Yeah, it sucks. I like it when people stand up for their rights. I like it when people stand up for what they believe in, even if it's artists. Like, I don't think that politics and bands need to separate that message. I mean, think about it. There are plenty of bands that are very, very political, and that's their thing. Now, you don't often get the bands that are on the side of King, where they're standing up for, at least in our scene, you don't normally see a band standing up for this right. Normally right. it's bands standing against that right. <laughs> exactly. So this is a little bit new. Even though I would have been extremely pissed if I had driven five hours to see that show, I still hope that I would understand where the band was coming from and that they weren't compromising for people. Because they, like we've talked about before, they don't seem like a band that compromises for anyone. They are no. about what they do, and that's that. So whether that's a bad thing in people's view or not, if you don't want to like them because they like guns, then I'm sure they don't give a fuck about you. Oh, for sure. They, they'll they drop you in an instant. They really could care less. Yeah, they're not going to cater or pander to anyone. And I really like that. I do. And look, I'm not... I'm not an anti-gun person. Like, I'm right. a very intelligent person who argues on both sides, so I know the arguments on both. And that's what I think was the funniest 
or interesting part of all this was reading some of the comments that people were making who don't know anything about gun laws whatsoever. Jackson, I ask you this. You know, you're in Texas and everything. Oh, yeah. What people know the most about gun laws? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know yet. People that own legal guns. They're the people that know the most about the gun laws because they have to. It's part of the test. It's part of knowing whether you're doing something illegal or not, like whether you can cross state lines with it, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Those are the people that know the most. So I am more willing to trust David Gunn and the other people, the band or crew or whoever that have carry permits because they have to know what the laws are. They have to understand that stuff. So it was funny to see people go, oh, hey, you know that any place that sells alcohol, it doesn't matter if it's open carry, you can't go into an establishment that sells alcohol. That's legal. That's not the case. It's based on how much revenue a company or a location gains from alcohol, whether or not that's true or not. So going into a venue, their main revenue source is not alcohol. It's the ticket sales. It's all that kind of stuff. So that wouldn't go into that category. But then there's also certain private residences can say you can't carry. And, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. So that's all I want to say about that is that know what you're talking about before you start arguing with people that know more than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have to. It's like that motionless and white song, right? It's open your mind before your mouth. And just think of that. Think motionless and white all the time. Open your mind before your mouth. Do your research and then go ahead and have a conversation. So I would never go against David Gunn. Like I know a lot about gun laws. Like I know a lot about that because I've done my research on it. So I can talk logically and factually about it. But a lot of people just hear guns and snap. That's it. They're done with the conversation. I agree with that. It can get pretty frustrating when you're having a conversation with someone who's not educated on gun laws. You know, and it's like you said, it's it's really not even the conversation of gun laws anymore. It's really just when you bring up the word gun, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's an automatic disconnect. And you would think yeah. with a band like King, they have their legitimate reasons. They've been shot at. They talk about that. They've been shot at. They feel like the safest way for them to be is to have something to shoot back. You can believe in that. You can disagree with that. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable at night. But that is their reasoning for why they are so for their own rights and how they feel about guns in general. One thing people might think of when they think of King 810 is that they do all this stuff for either for show or just because they think it's fun. It's not like that at all. Every band, every person in this life has a completely different path, and their path has led them to the the you know that they feel like they need to have guns on them. But that's because of the way they were brought up. I mean... If you grow up in an establishment or a city or any place like they grew up in, you're going to feel like the only way you're safe is if you carry guns on you. They're not doing it for fun. Right. I They're, guarantee you they wish in a, they wish they lived in a world that they didn't need to do that. Right. But they feel like they need to. And I'm okay with the fact that they feel like they need to do that because I feel like the way things are now is that's how it needs to be. I feel like everyone needs to be able to express their freedom, whether it's carrying a gun or not and even if you're against it you need to understand that the people who are carrying are not exactly the kind that you envision in your head when you bring up the word gun and someone who's carrying it you are, i mean i'm assuming even Legal if they guns. have a carry permit they think of like a criminal or that it's illegal or that it's right. wrong 
but they need to understand that everything falls under the correct laws and it's okay. And this has nothing to do whether you like guns or not. It's really about whether you understand that the band is making a stand. Yeah. And also, it's hurting them, if anything, because think about the amount of money they're losing. I mean, we talked about this before. They really didn't tour when their new album came out this year. They talk about how this show in Detroit probably would have been like the biggest show of their careers. That venue is not that big. That shouldn't no. be the biggest of their career. Like This is a band who's been around for two full-length albums plus EPs, and they have a name for They're on Roadrunner. How are they, they not? Toured with Slipknot. Yeah. How are they not huge mungus? You know what I mean? Like that's there. There's a reason why these things are happening. They're taking the stand for what they believe in, and this just happens to be what they believe in. So I can't hold that against them. I sure, as a fan who went to the show and had it canceled, of course I'd be pissed, but I wouldn't stop listening to them because they're caring about their principles. So yeah, you don't want your band to change just because of the stances of the fans and not their own stance because the stance that they have is probably the reason why you fell in love with them in the first place. Exactly. I don't know what they're going to be able to do. I think they have like two more dates on the special engagement tour, which was only four to begin with. So (laughs) I really don't know what's going to happen. I wish them the best. I hope nothing bad comes out of this and I hope that they get to play some shows for the fans. But I know for certain they lost some fans. There's no doubt about that. Yep, I agree with that, too. All right, man. Well, let's move on to the next story here. Oh, man. So Suicide Silence announces that their new album will feature mostly clean vocals. And I think they said roughly like around 70%. Yeah, 70%. Or something like that. They were even giving numbers. Man, that really sucks <laughs> to hear that. You know what? Like, I really hope that this comes out good because I'm scared it's not. I'm going to take a little bit of the opposite stance. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> I want to see what it's like. Yeah, I mean... I'm looking forward to it in the sense of just wanting to hear what it sounds like, but not looking forward to it as in the fact of, man, yes, this is what they needed. No, I'm not saying that either. But I'm hoping that because I do enjoy a healthy mix of clean and unclean vocals, that this might be more down my alley on a normal basis. Yeah. No, I hope they nail it. And I feel like if they do, then they're really, really harsh screams along with a really good batch of clean vocals. Mm -hmm. They might have you know, a top 10 album of the coming year. I mean, we don't even know. This might take everyone by storm. And, you know, I, I, I'm actually kind of excited for it. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I don't have high expectations for it. Like, I don't feel like it's going to be good. We'll just, have, we'll just to see. have to see. All right, let's move on to the next story here. Ticket buying bots are now illegal in the United States. So remember how we were talking about this when the lead singer of You, Me at Six was in England? doing the same thing he was petitioning so that the ticket bots would be illegal they are illegal now in the united states hell yeah so let me read this this is from metal injection under the new law it is illegal for anyone to use a bot or other software to obtain more tickets than a specified limit allows or circumvent the posted rules for making a fair purchase it also makes it illegal to resell any tickets misworded It also makes it illegal to resell any tickets that were bought with the help of a ticket bot. Both the person who employed the software and anyone who has knowledge of how the tickets were obtained can be held liable for the offense. So this is the Bots Act, or Better Online Ticket Sales Act of 2016. Ooh. So to me, this is the best thing President Obama has ever done. I say, (laughs) give him four more years. 
Oh man, just because of this. This yep. right here. This nailed it. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem is though, they didn't make scalping illegal, which is really what they need to do. They need to make scalping itself illegal. So that still gives people loopholes and workarounds that, sure, maybe you can't use a bot to get 100 tickets, but you can still use a bot to buy the limit. So if the venue or Ticketmaster says you can secure eight tickets with a bot, then you can still do that. Why not just make scalping illegal? Yeah, go, go to the root of the problem, not just, you know, the clothes over the criminal. You know what I mean? But that's government, man. Yeah. <laughs> They don't they don't want to just go all the way in. They're just like kind of making it seem okay. Like, hey, you know, we're working on it, but this is what we did so far. But still, the root of the problem is the scalpers. And that's what they need to make legal. But it's a start and it's a good start. Yeah, at least it's something that's that'll give them that. At least it's something. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see how it comes out in 2017. You know, I've already bought a lot of tickets for 2017. So we'll Uh see if this makes it easier for me to get stuff. I'm all for it. Fuck yep, scalpers. Same here. Fuck scalpels. scalpels? Fuck scalpels. <laughs> so next, we got Ocean's 8 Alaska announced James Harrison will no longer be the lead vocalist. He is out of the band, and hopefully they will be announcing their new vocalist very soon. Yep. This sucks. Yeah, they're going into the studio already to do their second album, full length, uh. without James and they're also going out on that big tour that they just announced as well. So all this is going to be happening without James. Really? Oh, man. I actually forgot about that tour. That's the one with, with Born of Osiris, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. How are they going to do that? <laughs> wow. That really sucks. They must have someone already. That's what I'm guessing. They just haven't made the announcement yet. So I'm. Uh, yeah. that would be my understanding probably is that they have someone ready to go. They're ready to go in studio. They probably have most of it written, if not all. And then this new guy is ready with all the old stuff and then a couple of new songs to do on tour. Yeah, man, you know, it really is a bummer to hear because to me, the strongest point of Ocean Date Alaska was James. I can understand that. When I saw them at Warp Tour, the whole time I was watching them, I was like, damn, this guy's got some really good vocals. Like, to me, that's what made the whole show was his vocals. So you really hate to see that go. Unlike the next band we're going to talk about, they say Uh, that this was on the most amicable terms, like the best terms possible. So it might be that James just couldn't tour anymore or he had different life priorities, whatever it happened to be. It worked out for them, for everyone involved. Well, that's a good thing to hear. At least it didn't go out, you know, setting the whole band with drama and, you know, kind of just tainting the music in general to where they have to write a whole album saying fuck James or something like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So at least there's nothing like that. So we'll see where they go. Who knows? Maybe this next person will take them in a different direction. Maybe it will add something to the band that wasn't there before. Who knows? Yeah, it's very possible. And this is their make or break album too, kind of, that whole sophomore album. So, you know, if they get the best, then maybe it'll work out well. Man, they have a lot to prove then. They really do. So on the note that I mentioned before... So I maybe I shouldn't even be laughing while talking about this one. But I couldn't <laughs> believe this. I really couldn't. So the next band that is now, I'm not sure you would call it losing a member because it seemed like they wanted this member gone for a long, long time. But the band is Outlining Color. They have kicked out Casey... 
Simonson, yeah. Simonson. Simonson. Yeah, maybe Simonson. Casey Simonson, if that's how you say it. They've kicked him out of the band. He was the clean vocalist because they used to have a clean vocalist and an unclean vocalist. And I've seen Outline in Color Live. They're normally pretty good. Like, at least with my experiences, I've seen them in good terms. But apparently, like, I can't even read any excerpt of their Facebook posts that they did because that thing is like three pages long. Yep. <laughs> and every single bullet, like the name of the Facebook post should have been bad things about Casey because that's all it was. The whole thing was just talking about how he's a terrible human being who blacks out drunk every single night. And I, allegedly, I'm saying allegedly, even though it's in that post. <laughs> Black, even though it's in text. Yeah, it's in text from their official you know, Facebook page and everything. But it says he blacks out every single night and sleeps until showtime and then just does it again and steals people's prescriptions and does all these prescription drugs and then just gets so wrecked on alcohol and drugs like every single night and just bitches and complains about the band, thinks that his own bandmates are stealing shit from him and then (laughs) steals things from other bands that they're on tour with. Like It's just a laundry list of shit. They made it seem like he wasn't even part of the band. He was like a virus that they just had to babysit, basically. Yeah, yeah they I said- mean, he even went into detail saying that they had to like apologize to the bands they were touring with. Like, you know, we're so sorry for his actions, man. I swear he's a good, he's a good guy. Like, it was that kind of thing. Like, I swear they can make a movie of this kind of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the only good thing they said about him was that he's super talented if he ever got his shit together, is basically what they were saying. Yeah, man. You know, I really... Of course, he did a lot of shitty stuff. I feel really bad for Casey. You know, I want the best for him, you know, regardless of what he's done. Oh, sure. But at the same time, I'm really glad Outline and Color made the choice to get rid of him. If they want to move on, they're not going to ever be able to move on and make better music or even be just a healthy band in general. Yeah. You know, with someone like Casey just hanging around. I mean... It sounds awful. I'm surprised it took this long right. for them to do it. You know, based on everything he said in that Facebook post, they, I mean, this has been going on for a really long right. time. A really they long just time. just now did something. And it's funny because, I mean, their albums don't suffer, nope. it seems, anyways. Maybe the recording process, maybe that does. But the actual albums themselves are good. So I don't know where it's all coming from. But, man, I don't know if I've ever read anything like that before. Yeah, man, he was very detailed in his description of why they can't be with him anymore. I mean, it's like Ian said, that thing was three pages long, and I still feel like they left stuff out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. crazy. I think the last straw for them, they were like, we can't take this anymore. They changed his flight and just threw him in a cab and said, get get him to the airport, and that was the last they saw of him. That's what they were saying on the thing. So what I also find interesting is they haven't officially said that they are looking for a new clean vocalist. But what they did do was because there was such an outcry about like, hey, are you looking? Are you looking? Like, do you need people? They did post one of their original songs, like one of their most popular songs, as an instrumental track that you can download and send to them. And they'll take a listen to your thing. So I'm sure that means that that's what they're going to do is find a new vocalist. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to wait for this guy. If what they're saying is true, he's got a lot of rehab to do and a lot of other shit to do to get his life together before he's able to go out on tour again. There's, I, I can't imagine it's going to happen within the next year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and it really sucks because it's like 
they said the only good thing is that he actually really was talented. But this is just one of those situations where talent goes to the wrong person. You know, you like to see talent be distributed well, and this was not that situation. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. So we have two vocalist changes in two pretty big bands, too. Bands on the rise, for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, bands that are like, have made a great name. And, you know, when they're looking to make them even a bigger name, boom, you know, something like this happens. And it sucks. But it's definitely nothing like Oceanate Alaska's departure where well, everything right. was completely <laughs> yeah, everything cool. Everything was cool, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, now let's go into something that I'm probably going to go off on. <laughs> so they announced the new Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2017 inductees. The inductees that are announced are Pearl Jam, Tupac Shakur, Journey, Electric Light Orchestra, Yes, and Joan Baez. I am not upset at the people that they're nominating. What I don't like, and I've stated it multiple times on the show, is I don't like awards for rock music. I don't think we need them. I don't think the scene needs them. And I don't think you can say that Tupac Shakur is a rock and roll inductee. Yeah, that's the one that threw me off. And it's nothing against Tupac at all. But it's it's a totally different genre. I don't even see why... Well, the same. They throw him in the rock and roll. I mean, come on, I'm, rock and roll. You don't picture Tupac Shakur. I'm pretty sure Madonna's in. There are plenty of people that shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that are because it doesn't matter. And that's the whole point. It really doesn't matter. And I love when punk bands and I love when metal bands say no. Like, that's yeah. what I like. Like, I think Kiss finally, finally in quotes, got inducted like a few years ago or whatever. I, I don't even remember. But they should have said, fuck you. They should have said, we've been around for 30-plus years, whatever. You should have inducted us a long time ago. Fuck you. We don't give a shit. But they're marketing. I mean, Kiss is marketing. It's not a band. It's an idea. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking it lunchbox. You know what I mean? Like That's what <laughs> Kiss is. But it's just one of those things. It just annoys me because you don't have to do this. Like I just And the reason why we even mentioned that little thing is to go into the Revolver Awards, which we did bring up on the show. We did bring this up when they were doing the voting, and I pleaded with everyone, I pleaded with the audience not to vote for Of Mice and Men. Remember? I said, do not. If you do anything, first of all, I was like, these awards are terrible anyways, but just don't vote for Of Mice and Men. But I just don't think that the scene needs these awards. I mean, this is laughable. Did you see the list? Did you see the winners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best Lie Band, Slipknot. Fine. Completely fine. I can agree with that. Then you've got Megadeth's drummer, best new talent avatar. For best bassist, you've got the guy from Meshuggah. Anthrax is the Innovator Award. Best, And here's here's where it comes in right now. Best yeah. vocalist. Austin Carlisle of, of Mice and Men gets best vocalist. How is that possible? Yeah, and, and it's not that I don't like Austin Carlisle or think that he's a bad vocalist, but the best vocalist? No. In no way, shape, or form. As a person, I like him. But yeah. for his performance on Cold World, please. Come on. Is it is it saying that metal's dying? Like, is that no, what it is? No. <laughs> I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask the question, though. Look, Revolver Magazine is weird to begin with. Like, they do some good things every once in a while. I'm not gonna go through everyone who was nominated, because we actually did that on the show already. And that was, what, two months ago, a month ago, somewhere around there? Oh, yeah. But they weren't good. Like, how how is Silent Planet not nominated for something. Some guys from Meshuggah won and Megadeth, and, you know, that's fine. But also, it's 2016. 
right? Are you telling me there are no other... Like, even I know Slipknot's great live. Like I've seen Slipknot a million times. I'll always go see Slipknot live. But you're telling me that there aren't any new metal bands? And I don't mean new as in NU. I mean <laughs> N-E-W <laughs> yeah. metal bands. There aren't anyone in 2016 that deserves best metal band live performance? Like, there's no one on these lists that aren't Meshuggah, Megadeth, or Slipknot? And then I'm looking at Song of the Year is Ghost. But really... Like, I like Ghost just as much as the next person. Like, we've talked about how good they are. But really, best song in 2016? No. Yeah, come Ridiculous. on. Ridiculous. Come on. And then also, this was laughable. I, cu- I couldn't believe this. I believe Ty actually texted me. He might have texted you as well. And he said yeah. people were booing when this happened, maybe? Or was that for the Golden Globes or something? I don't know. Whatever fucking music <laughs> thing there was. I don't know. That's why I don't care about any of these award things. So it was just funny. I was laughing. But album of the year... For Revolver is mm. Metallica. Come on now. That's ridiculous. Come on. It really they is. should be ashamed of themselves. There's just no way. There's no way with the talent that you have in 2016 that Metallica wins album of the year. Who voted for them the whole time? Lars Ulrich? Was he at his computer just constantly <laughs> voting for himself? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, <a> voting bot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we should ban those next. Man, you know. <laughs> it's it's like you said there i mean honestly all the results are ridiculous uh they gave best live band a slipknot yes i agree with it but how many best live band awards have they won already i mean come on they probably own that category it should probably be called is slipknot going to be best live band again award that's what the whole it's a long award name but i i think that's probably what they should go with i guarantee you they don't even give a shit about I, i honestly don't think any of these bands getting these awards really care maybe they probably don't go as far as to like no, fuck the award, I'm out. Well, right, right. But I guarantee you they don't actually care about these awards. But I hope it's not. like you said, all the results are ridiculous. But album of the year is Metallica's album. Man, you know, it, it wasn't a, a horrible album or anything, but God, I mean, not even close to album of the year. Not even I mean, close. That, that's not even top twenty. No, not even I wouldn't have that on my top hundred list of best albums this year. It, it wasn't that good. I mean out of a 15 or 22 song album, I like maybe three songs sure. and that's it. Good for them for continuing to make new music. You know, that's fine. Like we even had that that question last week where we went over, you know, hey, should bands like Metallica continue to make music? Sure, if that's what they like to do, then yeah, keep making new music so that gives you the energy to go tour and play your old stuff as well. But there is no way in 2016, when you look back at all this music, and we don't even often concentrate just on metal, we're obviously all over the place, we're talking lots of different bands, but are you telling me that in Revolver Magazine, if they're going to nominate Of Mice and Men for a fucking award, that <laughs> they won't give a real band, a deserving band, an award? Like, Pierce the Veil was nominated for one thing, and they were nominated for Best Fan Base, and they won Best Fan Base. What does that even fucking mean? What yeah, is Best how do you Fan Base? Determine mean? what is the most dedicated fan base? How do you determine that? I think you determine it by saying Metallica's fan base must be the best because they voted for them for album of the year. That's the only thing I can think. You see what I mean? Like if you can vote for all these and if they are truly going off of an internet vote and not a panel revolver that says, okay, we don't care what they're voting for. We're giving it to this person. Like sure, if they want to be in the good graces of Metallica, I understand. I mean, if anything, I've known Lars Ulrich and the guys to be very giving. Like, very, very giving. So, of course, you would want yeah. them. You would want them to be nice to you. 
I just don't fucking get it, man. And look, I'm presenting a riled up, like annoyed version of myself for this right now. I don't give a shit because I don't watch any of these awards show. So it I, really, yeah, yeah it, it rolls off the back. It doesn't matter. But it is funny to talk about, to be like, wow, look at who quote unquote won these awards. And does anyone think that it matters? Because we could rattle off right now best albums of 2016 and like you said metallica is nowhere near it best vocalist i have had on this show 20 plus vocalists that are better than austin carlisle on cold world it, sorry I it's agree. just it's the way it is there are just too many good vocalists to allow that to happen i don't even think it's cold world i mean austin carlisle even in their best album i mean you can get an austin carlisle from any point in time He's never gonna be the best vocalist out of metal in general. Like I agree. Ever. I, I really don't and it's it's like I said, it's not that he's a bad vocalist. Right, right, he's not. But I don't think well, he's the album, best vocalist, you know what I mean? At all. I mean, nowhere near it, to be honest with you. Nowhere when I near. think of amazing vocalists, I do not think of Austin Carlisle. And the only thing I can think of is that people voted for him because of all the issues he's going through. And that's fine. Like if you're gonna do that, great. But that doesn't mean best vocalist how about there's an award of person fighting really hard to do what they love and has lots of challenges award then austin carlisle fucking wins and the ghost inside (laughs) and the ghost inside fucking wins you know what i mean like there are bands that go through a lot and there are people that go through a lot in life but that doesn't mean you give them awards for best vocalist because he's not he's not not at all no, so and look, of mice and men fans, please, you can talk to me about this, but you know I'm talking to you truthfully. That album sucked ass. It was his worst vocal performance, probably out of all of their albums. So somehow he wins an award that doesn't matter. I guess that's the only thing you can say is it's an award that doesn't matter. So who gives a shit that it went to him? Yeah, they, all the awards go to shit, and it, and it's even like a point that you had earlier where you're saying they might just be giving this these awards to certain people, you know, because it, you know. It's how they sit well with the band or anything like that. But that's just another point of that these awards don't mean shit. Right. You know, they just do it kind of as publicity ways. You know what I mean? They don't actually legitimately give these awards to who they're supposed to go to. One question I actually have for you now oh, I just thought of is would you be cool with awards? Because <laughs> if – man, would you be cool <laughs> with awards if – they actually went to the right people. Like if you actually felt like the awards were going to who they're supposed to go to. Because I feel like a big reason why we hate the awards over and over and over again is because it's not just us. It's everybody knows they're not going to where they're supposed to go. I think that'd be pretty hypocritical if that were the case. Because I think AP, for the AP awards, I think there are people that legitimately, out of the nominees that they had, legitimately deserve the awards that they got some yeah some of, oh for sure slip. but that's the whole point of a vote i mean think of the election this year you know what i mean like oh God. sometimes no, people think, think well that. yeah some people think <laughs> someone deserves something some people think someone doesn't deserve something that's always that's why a vote occurs but it's more that it's almost just that popularity contest again kind of thing but in revolver i don't understand them And look, I don't read Revolver. I see their articles from time to time. Like I come across something and I'm glad they're doing what they're doing. But when I looked at those nominees for the awards, I was like, no. Wait a second. Yeah, where are you getting this? Are you only going for the really popular bands? Because that's not your job. That shouldn't be your job. You should be showing people the underground 
metal scene up to the really popular, like the Meshuggahs and the Megadeths and the people that are still around, like the classics like Metallica and stuff like that. You should be showing the whole spectrum, not just nominating the big time acts. Like, how does that make anything better for anyone? How is that furthering your scene? I agree. And the big bands think like that, you know, the same way that you do. Uh, I'm sure the big bands love it when they see, you know, the smaller bands getting recognition from magazines and, you know, award shows and stuff like that. They love to see that shit. You know what I mean? They were there once and they want to see that happen to these smaller bands. And this is why we can stick up for our show is because that's yeah. what we do, too. We talk about, obviously, the big bands, but we also talk about the bands that no one's heard of. We're opening people up to some great bands that we love, that we want to share their music with everyone. Why isn't someone like Revolver doing that? AP does it to a certain extent. They still have they a lot sometimes. of work to do, too. They kiss ass to some of the really, really popular bands. But I think they're better about getting the smaller bands too. It's the same, like I like Rock Sound too, but Rock Sound kisses the ass of the beat. I think that goes with being a large magazine. You know what I mean? They, in order yeah. to stay in business, you kind of have to do that because you want the big stories from the big fish. But yeah. it'd be really nice to span the whole entire spectrum. You know, that's just what I'm talking about. And I really don't think it goes back to what we talked about for a long time. I just don't think that rock and roll needs awards. I think the whole point is to be anti-establishment. We're doing what we want because we want to do it. And I don't need your praise. I don't need your story written about me. I don't need any of that. Interviews are different because then they get to get their point across that they don't get to do in music. But an award for it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why anyone would need that. I agree. And it, it's, it's the point that you just had. They don't do this for awards. They do not make a song and in the back of their head they're like, holy shit you know we're going to get an award for this. This was right. fucking good. You know, they do not think like that. It's kind of like when you see a really good movie and whenever you hear the reviews or anything of that movie, you always hear sometimes like, man, you know, he did a Golden Globe performance kind of thing. <laughs> Artists don't work for that. You know right, what I mean? Right. But kind of like in the movie industry, that's kind of how it is. Like they rate their success to their awards. Right. But – that's a totally different thing for music. Music is not like that. Music is interpreted in so many different ways that it's almost impossible to correctly give an award to someone because no one knows how much that song nor that band nor that certain band member means to a certain someone. Right. And there's nothing an award can describe. And that's the thing. For me, to be completely like we're always honest on this show anyways, I don't like any award show. I don't watch the fucking Grammys. I don't watch the Oscars. I don't watch any of that shit because none of that stuff is going to tell me what I like. None exactly. of it's going to do it. I'm, I like what I like and I talk about it on the show and I do the movie show. I do Ian Hates Movies. We don't talk about the Oscars. If anything, the only thing we talk about are the Razzies because it's fun for a bad <laughs> award to go to somebody. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if Austin Carlisle won worst album of the year then I would go, hey, look at that. Someone deserves it. Well done. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh, Ian. Wait, 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 wait. I I'm sorry. I have to stop for a second. We're saving that for the so anniversary show. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I I'm going to cut you off that. right there, Jackson. No, everyone's going to be super excited. We have big-time surprises coming for the anniversary show. So I figure instead of, like, we've got a show next week, which is the last one before the end of the year. It's after Christmas. Yeah, I'm doing some tricky-ass math in my head yeah, right now. <laughs> that'll be the last one before the end of the year. But also, like I said, we're not a hack show. 
So we're not going to do this whole end of the year spectacular. Sure, we are going to talk about some stuff, but it's going to be on that anniversary show because that's close enough to the end of the year anyways. You know, look, like I've seen top 50 lists and stuff like that from legitimate, quote unquote, legitimate magazine sources and and (laughs) internet sources. And dude, I'm looking at some of these places that have fucking Beyonce on the list of top albums of 2016. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. here. And you know what's really funny? And I'm not going to name the band who did it because we like them. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. it, No, no. We like them. Do it. We like them. They haven't been on the show, but we like them. They did this whole sharing on Facebook and something else where they were on a top 50 list where Beyonce was the number one album and they were on the list of top albums. That makes the list irrelevant. Exactly. Right there, (laughs) if I was that band, I would have been like, don't go. Like, they promoted the shit out of it. I was like, they should have been like, don't go to this site. They put our album on the same list as a Beyonce. I just find that funny as shit. (laughs) If my band, if my metal band or my punk band is on a list with Beyonce... Then I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. What, what? Where did we go? Wrong? Yeah, what did we do wrong? <laughs> what did we do wrong? <laughs> what happened, guys? And that's not just a jump on the bandwagon of not liking Beyonce, because there are way more people that like Beyonce than hate her. But are you telling me that that album is really good? It's not. Like I tried listening to. I was like, hey, I'll I'll expand my horizons. I'll I'll take a listen to this because everyone's loving this. It's garbage. Yeah, it's, no. There is no redeeming and I'm glad quality. You said that. We. I mean. Of course, our main music is metal, but yeah. we will expand and listen to other stuff and see if it's Carly good. Ray I mean, Jepsen, good music baby. is good music. It doesn't matter. I think when Call Me Maybe came out, it should have won an Oscar, a Tony, <laughs> a Grammy. Like It should have won that whole an EGOT. That's what it should have gotten. It should have gotten every award that there was possible. Okay. So believe me, I'm with you, Jackson. I am with you. But <laughs> when it comes to that bullshit, I just can't. I can't do it. So I guess the only thing you can think of is if an internet site or a magazine puts your band in that top list, that's free marketing. That's free marketing and publicity, basically. So that's the way you can look at it, is people are going to look at the list and they're going to go, oh, hey, this band, I've never heard of them. Let me go ahead and check this out. So that's the only thing. Like I'm not going to completely shit on this stuff. There are logistical reasons why some of this stuff might happen, and that would be it. But it would have been cooler to be like, hey, go look at this site that gave us an award with Beyonce. It makes no sense. You know, like that kind of thing. Like have fun with it. Don't be like, go look at this. It just made me laugh and cringe at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny because if I see my band or my name anywhere on a list with Beyonce, it totally just discredits everything. If we're on a best of podcast list and it happens to have like, <laughs> I was trying to think of like a funny Beyonce name, like Milk Milk Lemonade around the corner Beyonce is made. What the fuck? <laughs> The To The Left podcast. She's got some pretty big songs out there. And To The Left is like the only one that I actually know by her. So anyways, we'll we'll talk about some stuff. I got some plans for the anniversary show. We'll see what we can pull off. But it's just not going to be the normal. That's all Don't That's all people Beyonce. should know. Don't expect. Yeah, we, we will not be talking about Beyonce. Hopefully. Oh, man. All right, Jackson. I think that conversation was glorious. I agree. I'm totally with that. But now, since I think we did spend a lot of time on that segment, I think it's time to go to new songs. 
All right, so new songs. This is one of the best segments we have, and we're going to hit oh, this yeah. one off with Darkest Hour. Released a new song called Knife in the Safe Roof. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Knife in the Safe Room. Yeah, uh, they're releasing a new album, Godless Prophets and the Migrant Floor, coming out March 10th, 2016 on Southern Lord. And man, this is a really heavy track. What do you think? I think it's a heavy track as well. I go very back and forth with Darkest Hour. So why don't we play a little bit of the track? Yeah, stick that up your ass, Beyonce. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Neither did she. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so yeah, look, it's a fun fucking song. There's no doubt about it. They've been around for so long. I think that's my issue is it's very hit and miss with me when it's Darkest Hour. Like, I would definitely go see Darkest Hour on tour. Like, if they were with the right people... I think I would love it because they've been around for so long. They've gone through so much. They've got a ton of songs in their library. And this one is just its just adding to their list. You know what I mean? And they do whatever they want. You heard the solos there. You heard the breakdowns. You heard the screams. You know, they're always doing their thing. I'm just not sure that this one hit me as much as some of their other stuff has. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I actually kind of dig the song, but it's like a hit or miss thing that you mentioned earlier it, it kind of missed the mark but man i really enjoyed that badass guitar segment that they had there and that sample yeah, you just me played too. i mean because it's not just like your basic one i mean that shit kicks and whenever like i feel like they put it in the perfect part of the song and it just they just nailed it with that but other than that i mean it really just sounds like a you know another old style metal song like it's it doesn't stand out to me but here's why I can at least give them even more respect is because they've been around so long that other people are the ones who are copying them. So they're doing yep. their thing. Like this is yep, since no, like right. early 2000s that they've been doing this. So they're not new to the game by any means. So they just keep doing what they want. And that's fine by me. But I'll tell you, I love, I especially love one track in particular from Darkest Hour. And Which one's that? Well, the reason so... The track is called Love is a Weapon. Do you remember that one? I don't. It's off The Human Romance. I know the album, but I can't put my, t- I can't I don't put think my finger was, on which song exactly it is. I don't think it was a popular track. It might not have been a single. I could be wrong on that one, but I don't think it was a single. But the reason why I found out about it, besides having the album itself, was that have you ever heard of the show Todd and the Book of Pure Evil? No, but it sounds really familiar and it's, evil. <laughs> yes, it is it's definitely evil. <laughs> It was a show in Canada. It lasted two seasons, and it was basically like Metalheads meet Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that sounds cheesy, man. No, no, no. <laughs> because they were swearing. It was all okay. It was all swearing and sex jokes. Sounds uh, like an AP awards show ceremony. Oh, <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the thing queued up because I want to play part of this. I give you the rim shot, the ba dum. 
but yeah. I just don't have it right now. But well done. Uh, no, it's a thank you, thank you. It it's been in Indiegogo to do a movie, an animated movie for like four years now, which I donated to, and they still have not made it. So I'm hoping that happens at some point. But it was a great show where the lead character Todd would wear all these obscure metal shirts the entire time. And the music in the show would be metal music in most cases. And during a pivotal scene, they played this track. And it just stuck out to me at such a great moment in the show that it always just cemented the song in my mind. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. Sound good? Sounds wonderful, Ian. Hooray. I fucking love the drumming and the melody in that. I just think it's awesome. I agree. Yeah. I'm actually glad you played that one because I actually really like that. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. So just think about it this way. What show on TV would ever have Darkest Hour on it? Yeah. So right there, you might want to look up some old episodes, see if you can find some because it is pretty damn funny. It works out pretty well. Sounds like a plan, man. I like it when you recommend me movies and shows to watch. No problem, buddy. It's what I do. It's what I'm here for. All right, let's move on to the next track. We got O Sleeper with Oxygen, their brand new album, Bloodied Slash Slash Unbowed, is coming out sometime in 2017. So, Jackson, what do you think of this track? I really, really, really enjoyed this track. But then again, I kind of really just enjoy anything O Sleeper puts out. I feel like they're one of those bands that really gets it. You know, they, they know their sound, they stick to it, and they just make it sound better and better and better and i feel like oxygen is another more mature evolution in their sound that they already have and i'm really you know it's not necessarily just the song in particular but it gets me excited for the new album they haven't put out any new music since i don't think 2012 2012 2013 yeah yeah it's been a while and they finally been a while oh man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're now a three-man band i mean yep. there's a lot of change a lot of stuff's been going on but i will tell you one thing they still got it man uh, i actually just saw them this past saturday or sunday actually i would play a little bit of the track but i don't have it but i enjoyed it as well well i'm glad you did yeah, yeah it's heavy it, hitting but with that good little chorus that chanting of the oxygen 
it, it works out really well for what they're trying to do. So I would definitely recommend that people go out and check it out because, yeah, I'm excited for this new album as well. Yeah, me too. And fuck, what was I going to say? I completely forgot. I had a really good point and I completely <laughs> no, you fucking forgot. That's a no, lie. I did. Fuck. Well, what's Fuck it. I'm just not going to say I don't remember what it was. I swear the whole time we were talking, I was like, okay. And then <laughs> and then it just completely left. Never mind. Sorry about that. It's all right. Yeah. And you know, when I saw them Sunday, they actually have made a new song called Let It Wave. Oh, okay. But they haven't released any of this stuff yet. Now, interesting fact, they've had Oxygen made for a very long time. Mm-hmm. See, I love O Sleeper, the band. Right. But they are very, very bad when it comes <laughs> to uh, marketing their band. Sure. Man, I'm telling you, it's they're oh my god, it's it's almost frustrating. Oxygen, I've been listening to them play this song live for about the last year almost. Right. right. And they just won't release it. And they finally <laughs> released it now. And they also have a new song called Let It Wave that they performed live Sunday, but at this rate, who knows when yeah. they're gonna fucking release that one? And they're and not on they Spotify don't either. It on, that's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. They don't even put it on iTunes or Spotify <laughs> or nothing. They just like they're like old school. You know what I mean? True. I understand, and we'll hear more about your review of that show later on. But yeah, I I'm looking forward to the album. Yeah, but they're bad with that shit. They really are. They're horrible. It's awful. Uh, their Twitter. I mean, they probably tweet like two times a month. No, it's absolutely true. I hope to see them live. I've actually never gotten a chance to see them live. You could have if you didn't bail on Shut me. Up. Come see Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Damn, Jackson, the same shit. That's what I have to say to you. Oh my gosh, he won't stop. Get him out now. That's a shout out to everyone who loves him being on the show, by the way. Oh, okay. And this is a shout out at everyone who loves him being on the show. Help me get him off the show, please. No way, man. Did you we see? We can make a better world. I think one of the greatest moments of being on the show was no. being on Twitter <laughs> and seeing that Franz liked a tweet that was completely sarcastic <laughs> that he didn't realize. Yeah, I was going to think uh, the whole th- when he liked it, I was like, man, he probably doesn't understand the context of where this is coming from. I'm hoping so bad. That he does look at those sometimes and goes like, oh, I should check out this Ian Hates show. I want it so bad because I want to have him on the show because you know that would be hilarious. Even if he calls us out, dude, that would just be so fucking funny. That'd be, be amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it'd be amazing. So anyways, that's, <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You did. The Franz liked one of our tweets, so that was pretty cool. But his bumper does not need to be on the show. Boom. That's all I'm saying about that. Get him out. No, don't do it. Oh. <laughs> I knew another one was coming. I felt it. <sighs> well, I'm at the worst part of the show right now. Talking to me? No, don't say I'll say bad things about yourself, Jackson. <laughs> Come on now. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. It's it's it, you know, I'll wait that for the new year. No, what we're gonna be talking about is that uh, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I should have seen it coming. You know what sucks? We're just such a fucking honest show. So we talk about everything here that's involving the scene. So I'm not going to just not mention this band. Like, I don't like giving them any type of publicity or anything, but they did put out a new track. So, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) Amir has put out Russian Hotel Aftermath because they're hilarious with their track titles. And their new stupid album, Look at Yourself, is coming out early 2017 on Sharp Tone Records. 
<sighs> I Man. listened to this fucking track. The only thing I can say about this was it was technically better than technically, t- technically, and not technically as in like music wise, <laughs> but technically <laughs> it was better than Torch, that first fucking song. At least Josh on guitar was able to do something in this track. That's the only thing I can say because otherwise, it's seriously, it's like the difference of saying, hey, this song is trash compared to this song is garbage. There's really no upside to this. Yeah, you know, you pointed out the two only thing. If if I want to talk about the good things of this song, then I'm just going to repeat exactly what you said. Go so ahead, to buddy. save time, I'm just going to say the song sucked, man. Yeah, it just sucks. I didn't enjoy it. I heard it and I swear to you, it just flew by. Like it was in one ear and out the other. I was listening to it and it was almost like poison. Like I'm just hearing it and I'm not even kidding. It was to the point where I felt like I was forcing myself oh, yeah. to hear it. Absolutely. Because if it came up on anything, I would just stop it. Boom. Right. Now, I think one of my fun parts and scary parts at the same time was reading the comments on the YouTube section because there were so many people that were like, this is the best thing Amur has ever done. Not saying everything they do sucks so hard all the time that this is an inkling better. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they were seriously impressed by the track. And that's the scary part. Yeah, people really like this song. This song got really good reception from fans and stuff. And I would have never thought that. I'm very afraid. I'm very (laughs) afraid for 2017 now. Oh, man. It's just awful. It's just awful. All right, we're done with that. Yep, we're done with it. Boom. So just a quick announcement. Candiria has put out a small music video for their track, The Wandering Light. And that's off of the album that we actually talked about and we reviewed and we liked a lot, actually, while they were sleeping off Metal Blade Records, which came out, what, like a couple months ago, maybe? Yeah, about two or three. Yeah, somewhere around there. But the reason why we bring it up, because obviously you already know about the album coming out, because we've talked about it a few times, is I actually, for once, had the chance or have the chance to see Candiria live in Boston in like oh. one of the smallest venues. But they just so happen to be playing on the same night that I'm going to see in her own words. So what the fuck? Oh, dude, you got to see in her own words. I'm sorry. Well, I already have the ticket for it. I already have the tickets, so there's nothing I can do. The only thing I can hope for is that maybe I can go see, since I don't think In Her Own Words is headlining, I uh, could go yeah. see them and then go to Candiria. But that's if I want or can do that. So we'll see. But I was just annoyed because it is in such a small venue, you know? Yeah, it's not. it doesn't sound that appealing when you put it like that. Wait, what? It doesn't sound fun in that sort of – like in a small venue, Candaria, you know, you, you expect like more of a bigger kind of venue. No, that's better. I want to be in a small venue with Candaria. Oh, you like small venues. Oh, yeah. I love small venue. Wait. Hold on a second. Wait. You don't like going to see a band in a small venue? Like a tiny venue? Yeah. No. Really? No, I really don't. Oh, man. Those are like the – those are the best. Like I don't want to go see a band at House of Blues. Like the only reason why I want – a band to play a bigger venue is because I know they're getting more money because there's more capacity. But to see a band in a smaller venue that you might not get a chance to normally, like I definitely like that much better. I like intimate shows way better than large venues and shit. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, you fucked yourself over. I don't know what no, you no, were no. thinking I was talking about. No, but wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. House of Blues is not what I mean. Okay, when I think of a small venue, I'm thinking of like a room almost. 
no, like no, a, no, like a bar kind of. You know, uh, well, you this know, is this is actually a bar. This is a bar with a stage. Yeah, see, no, I don't like that too much. I really don't. That, oh, okay. I, I, I'm totally sticking to that. But that doesn't mean I like House of Blues shows. I like a good-sized venue. Not a huge venue, but a normal-sized one. I don't dig the whole bar thing too much. I really don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind. I'm not saying like you're going to be smashed into one another, but it's an intimate show where you can stand around and there's like barely any stage, and they're just rocking the shit out of the place, you know? I got gotcha. you. That's what I'm talking about anyways. Jeez, Jackson, don't you get me? God, I'm the worst, man. I I just can't read people anymore like I used to back in my day. It's okay. You're sick. People can hear you with the sniffles. They they understand. I hate it. (laughs) They understand. Next, we got Falling in Reverse released new song called Coming Home. It's actually a surprise track. You know what? I know you like it. You like it. I knew it. Oh, It's not that good, though. I mean, I'll give them credit. It's better than previous stuff, you know, like their recent work. But it's, it's a little man. processed. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's a little bit processed. But actually, this is one of their best tracks. But here's the thing, though: people who have listened to the show for a long time know that you have often taken shots at falling in reverse. So, yep. what is your problem with falling in reverse in general? In general, probably just Ronnie. Oh, so honestly. it doesn't have. As much to do with the music itself, no, 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 more wait, than but see, but it's I feel like he has just this certain music that he can do, and I don't prefer it very well. It's kind of well, actually, no, yeah, I actually I, did like his music with Escape the Yeah, Fate, that's so what I, I was going to ask because no, they right. made a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, no, 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 I, the yeah, I, you're right about that. I completely take back what I said about Ronnie in general, but Ronnie in this falling in reverse, I don't like. Gotcha. And because I kind of don't really like the attitude that they have, like the sort of attitude they bring to their shows. Like when you see them live, and I have I, multiple I, I don't times. Know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not to me enjoying at all. And, and they have some pretty good songs. I'm not saying that their music is just awful in that right. sense. I don't like Falling in Reverse, kind of in the sense that I don't like Attila. You know what I mean? Like sure. they, I know that they're capable. Right. They have good songs that I like, and I will admit that I like, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Oh, but at the afraid. same time, you're super oh. afraid. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't like to me when I like a band, I got to like the whole package. There's not just a little bit of things that I can like about them and consider them a band that I like, you know. Sure. And to me, one of the big issues that Falling Universe has is an image problem. But at the same time, like with their recent album, like when they make songs like Just Like You, it's like, man, you're just adding wood to the fire it's like it it makes me not want to like you more i don't dig those tracks and i really just didn't like their whole last album so it like cemented you know i officially don't like falling in reverse but when they make songs like this it's like oh wait you know this is another ray of light like oh man they might actually have something here see that's that's where i'm a little surprised so you didn't like anything from or really anything from Just Like You? Because I would have thought, if you look at their three albums that they have as Falling in Reverse, the worst one is Fashionably Late. That's their worst one. The second one is the worst. The third one was more on track to what The Drug in Me is You and also Escape the Fate was, too. Because they even said they were trying for that. I mean, if you look at some of the titles, they have The Guillotine 4, the final yeah. chapter, and they have My Apocalypse 2. And sure, they're not exactly like old escape the fate but they're closer so i wouldn't say that that was their worst album i would say fashionably late was the bad girls club man i really didn't like just like you 
the album at all. I, now I will give I will give you that the Bad Girls Club <laughs> was an awful song, and the fact that they that was actually one of the hits off the album is crazy. But it, it, I mean, it kind of just goes with what I'm saying. I really just don't like falling in reverses music that sure. much. I mean, I can honestly probably say I like five or six songs out of right. the three albums. I would say, and I would have to nick pit every single thing like two or three songs out of each album and it's and it's not that i love them it's that i like a couple songs i would say three to four tracks from each album but then even saying that though this new track coming home is completely different than anything they've ever done oh yeah for sure it's like escape the fate meets 30 seconds to mars meets the latest crown the empire yeah and that's pretty weird so why don't we go ahead and listen to a little bit of it See, that to me is interesting in the direction that they're planning on going with whatever this next album is. Same here. And I feel like they needed to take a new direction, losing Jackie Vincent and everything. And that was a big hit to them, too, because he was super talented. Yeah. That is true. The only thing I didn't like about this track was when they did the whole robotic voice thing at the end. It wasn't (sighs) really needed. needed. I know what they were trying to do, but yeah, it wasn't needed. And you can hear that his voice is a little processed, but I think that's for effect. I don't think that's because he can't sing that. Like, I bet you live, he can do that fine. I just... I agree. I agree with you in another way, too, is since I've actually seen them live. Like, I saw them when they also did the entire Escape the Fate, Mm -hmm. when they did Dying is Your Latest Fashion, front to back. I just want to see him be more passionate about the stuff he's singing now. That's the killer, like... When you watch him perform now, he is just not into it. And I don't know if that's his personality because he is really talented. He really is. But he is not putting his all. And that's why I'm hoping with songs like this, if he's really putting himself into it, that's what I want to see. I'm glad you saw that too. Yeah, I will have another review because I am going to that show you know, oh in, yeah, the motionless and white. Yeah, and that's. Motionless. I mean, that's yeah. why I'm going. But of course, I'm going to stick around. There's no way I'm not going to. Right. I couldn't bring myself to do it because it was expensive, and I don't even think they have it for the Boston show. But I almost thought about they're doing a falling in reverse pizza party that you can buy for like seventy five bucks or something, and you get like early access, you get a picture, you get to meet and greet, you get all that shit. I almost just to have the chance to give Ronnie the Ian hates music business card, be like, <laughs> I want you on the show. You can talk about any shit you want because that's a. I mean, how could you ever turn that down? Right. Like to talk about anything. Like I'm sure he would just go out. I don't think he does interviews though. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I honestly haven't heard many. I'm sure he doesn't. recent. Maybe I, back in the day. Yeah, I, I'm sure he doesn't want the things brought up that he thinks people would bring up. And obviously they would be brought up. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, when have it, I, like I don't said. lie on this show. Like I'm very, 
like forthcoming with everything I do. So of course that stuff would have to come up. It would just have to. Yeah. Part of falling in reverse history. That's part of Ronnie Radke history. I mean. Yeah. No doubt about it. I'm glad you saw that though. Cause it really is to me just an image issue. Like I feel like if it wasn't, cause that's why I said Ronnie Radke, but it's really hard to explain. Cause it really just, when you see them live, I mean, you hear songs that you like, but they leave this bad taste in your mouth when you don't see the passion and you don't see like they really give a shit about what they're doing. And you, as a fan, you can sense that. You know what I mean? I hear it in the album with some tracks, not all of them, but some tracks I think you hear, it, especially like when he sings about his brother. You hear the passion that he I has. Like that song. Yeah, I mean, he has an amazing scene voice. Like he has an amazing voice that can do cleans and uncleans, and he can yep. switch back and forth, and he can do the high ones and he can do the low ones. Like he is a super talent. But yeah, if you don't see that passion and then, look, he's had a lot of things thrown his way that aren't true, but there have been plenty that have been true in his personal life. That is tough to get over sometimes. And that's, you know, just the way it is. All in all, check out the new track, because even if Falling in Reverse isn't your normal style, this is so different from their normal stuff that maybe if this is a direction they're going in, maybe you'll enjoy it. Yep, I completely agree. All right, Jackson, that's it for new songs. I think we're doing a concert review, right? Yes, sir. Fuck yeah. Go ahead, Jackson. Take us through a magical experience of concertness. (laughs) Yes, sir. I got a good one this time. I went to the For Today final show, and it was incredible. Just so, fucking, (laughs) you had to do it. I did. Um, This lineup contained Silent Planet, Sleeper, Norma Jean, Fit for a King, and For Today. That is a stacked lineup. Wait, Fit for a King was on the show? Yeah. I knew it. See, this goes back that whole time. Remember when people were like commenting? They were like, oh, no. Whoa, 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 wait. I know what you're getting at. Yeah. But they just did it for the Dallas. I they know. They went on the tour. But still, I still get credit for that. Still <laughs> you you get partially credit. got it. Yes, I get partial credit. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you got so worked up there. Fuck yeah, I did. Yeah, so starting off the show with Silent Planet, and this was the first time I saw them play their new songs. Ooh, okay. And they got to play Nervoso yes. with Corey Brandon from Norma Jean. That's awesome. Dude, it was so fucking good. <laughs> Man, I swear to you, Silent Planet, I feel like they got something big coming. They're growing rapidly fast. Sure. But if they keep performing like this, and if you see the fan base at their shows, oh, they are just killing the scene right now. I cannot wait to see where they go next. Nice. But, yeah, moving on. Next was Oh Sleeper after Silent Planet. And they played a new song, Oxygen, and Let It Wave. And one thing that they are showing now is that they are a three-man band. They have a screamer. They have a guitarist-slash-vocalist, which is Shane Blay, who also plays in Woven War. Yep. And they have their drummer. And the three-man band destroys the venue. I mean, they are so hardcore, man. I don't know what it is. I feel like for today and Fit for a King, in a sense of music, is more, you know, hardcore than O Sleeper, but whenever O Sleeper p- plays, dude, those pits are insane. Like seriously, they really get the crowd moving and they get amazing crowd reaction. People love to see O Sleeper. So I was really happy that they still have the fan base that they had when they left off. Sure. It, like it feels like they never left. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. 
Then next up was Norma Jean. That was really good. They actually played a lot more songs off the new album than I thought they were. I don't know, man. With how good that album is, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and I'm really glad they did because I think we even said this on the show, that might be their best album. For me, it is. Of their career. Yeah, Yeah, I, I agree with that. So they played a lot of songs off that album. And then I feel like they played maybe four off the new. I can't remember the two old ones they played, but I do know that they ended it off with Memphis Laid to Waste. Sure. And holy shit, was that insane. I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> oh, that. Right, so right. <laughs> they even like extended the breakdown. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, it was it was crazy. They they had a lot of fun with that. And when they played Memphis Laid to Waste, Garrett from Silent Planet actually comes out. Oh, that's cool. And screams on the breakdown part with Corey Brandon. Nice. And it's so cool. Um, then after that was Fit for a King, which I thought Norma Jean would be the one playing before uh, for today, but they actually switched it up. It was Fit for a King. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that Fit for a King has a, a song Slave to Nothing with Maddie yes. yep. from For Today. But shockingly, they played that song as the last song, and Maddie didn't oh. do it with them. Yeah, huh. I found that really weird. I was 100% sure he was going to come out for that. Right, right. But he did not. Okay. So, but anyways, uh, Fit for a King's show was crazy. They actually had two fans bring out literal rafts, like inflatable oh, yeah, rafts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I saw they that with Icy Stars, yeah. Yeah, they had two of them, and the guitarist, uh, uh, no, sorry, the bassist, Tuck, Ryan Tuck. Yeah, Ryan uh, Tuck, yep. O'Leary. Also the clean yep. vocalist. <laughs> he literally got on the raft, and you know he was crowd surfing while playing, and man, it it was a killer night. This venue, by the way, was completely sold out. It had 1,300-plus people. Oh, cool. All in right. a not very big venue. Right, right. I mean, you could almost not walk anywhere. Gotcha. It was insane. Um, so that was really cool. And then of course for today came on, this is their last show they will ever be playing. Ever. And it was really special. It really was. Nice. And they did do slave for nothing, but this mm-hmm. time Ryan came out for them. Right. So that's oh, why. well then that must've been why. <laughs> yeah. See, they, they kind of did it like, okay, well we're going to do that, but we're going to do it when we're on. So it's like the last sure. time we have guests come on, man, it was special. They had Garrett come out. Nice. They, I mean, you could tell it was, it, it really felt kind of emotional because they had, I mean, of course they stopped a couple times and, you know, spoke to the fans right. and uh, it was really cool because when they, after they got done with their last song, they did like kind of like what Pierce the Veil did at the end of Warp Tour whenever they got done where the, the confetti and stuff would come oh, down. Oh, sure, sure. They had one of those. But yeah, For Today went out with a bang and I'm really glad I got to see them go out because they're one of the first bands that I got into especially Christian Meadow in general, they mm-hmm. were one of the bands that introduced me to that because, of course, whenever you're growing up, especially in, with a religious background, uh, that's the that's the devil's music. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, uh, they introduced me to that, and I'm really glad I got to see them go out with a bang in, you know, in Dallas, Texas. So that was really cool, and I feel like Dallas did them right, and it was worth it. The line wrapped around the whole entire venue. There's people traveling from Louisiana and Arkansas everywhere just to see their last show. There you go. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm just really glad I got to see them. That no, was, it cool. was a special night. Oh, very nice, man. That sounds good. It was actually one of the, probably one of the best shows I went to this year. Might even be number one. So, boom. Damn. Damn. So it was glorious. Yes. That is slowly becoming one of my favorite bumpers. <laughs> It'll get there. Well, I think that brings us to the end of that. So well done. We'll have more constant reviews as 2017 starts. 
because I know I've yep. got a bunch of shows coming up, and a bunch of those shows are on this list. So let's just run through these because there's a ton, <laughs> a shit ton of shows. So we got oh, yeah. Census Fail playing Still Searching in its entirety. We've got the August Burns Red Show where they're doing the 10-year tour of Messengers. We've got Palisades out. A War Within is out. The End Is Here tour, which we briefly talked about before. Falling in Reverse, Motionless and White. Danger Kids, Issues. Moose Blood's out. Old Wounds is headlining. Newfound Glory added another night to some of their tour sets. So now Boston has three. I'm just going to stick with two. I'm, I'm sticking with two because they're doing one of the same albums that I'm already going to see. So there's no yeah. point in going for, for all three for this one. So I'm going to two nights. Then we got AFI. We've got Mayday Parade doing A Lesson in Romantics. Every Time I Die is out with Knock Loose. We've got Periphery going out again. We've got Attila with New Year's Day, Bad Omens, and Kane Hill. We've got Too Close to Touch doing their very first headlining tour, which is with a bunch of bands I was not expecting. They're with Water Same. Parks, Creeper, and Chapel. Yeah, and actually, uh, I actually just found out that it's like a co-headline tour. Them and Water Parks are both considered the headliners. Wow. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, I think that's me neither. Stupid. Yeah, that's a little weird. All right. Well, hey, peace <laughs> or right. Maybe people like Water Parks. I don't know. Yeah. So then there's the Carry the Flame tour with After the Burial, Fit for a oh. King, Fit for an Autopsy. <laughs> Invent Animate. <laughs> then I got my ticket for another 10th anniversary tour. This time it's Enter Shikari doing Take to the Skies. And that's with Being as an Ocean. Ah, she. And then this one, which I'm really hoping I get to go to. I just have oh, to get yeah. a, I got to get a car. Silent Planet, Hail the Sun, Dayseeker, and Ghost Key. I definitely want to do. And they have VIP stuff. So I can go hang out with Garrett as well if I can yep. do that. The only problem is it's on a fucking like Wednesday or Thursday. So there's oh, no gosh. way like I'd have to take off work in order to make it for the early shit that they do. Are you even surprised anymore, Ian? No. <laughs> fucking Worcester. Fuck you in Boston. It's like Neck Deep once said, you're not getting over it. You're just getting used to it. Good call, man. Thank Good you. Call. Then we got the New Rain Tour with Born of Osiris. Volumes, Ocean's Eight, Alaska, Within the Ruins, and Fire from the Gods. And lastly, Friends of the Show, All Terrace, are going out with Thieves. Unfortunately, nowhere close to me. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Was there going to be some holiday song we were supposed to sing there? <laughs> yeah, we're stapling it. Boom. But yeah, that is a shit ton of tours. And I didn't even mention yeah. the Ice Nine Kills tour that I will see in oh, two yeah. weeks as well. But that's only limited engagement anyways. So I think that does it for tours for right now. So how about we go on to our favorite segment of the night? Let's get to reviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I'm sorry. So I got to say, Jackson, now I have not talked to you about this yet. Nope. So this is all off the cuff, but I'm pretty sure we've got one of our best days of reviewing. I agree. So let's get started. How about we start with 
if I were you. All righty. So first, I'm going to say, before we even get to that, this is very interesting because tonight we've got three albums, well, two albums, two full lengths in EP, but two of these bands started on the same label with having a previous EP and they both are releasing their full lengths on the same day, which yep. is crazy in itself. But then you've also got two separate bands that both have guest starring vocals from Garrett Rapp from The Color Morale. <laughs> Man, I didn't even notice that. I'm glad you pointed that out. How do you not notice? His voice is so unique. How do you not notice? No, 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 no. I knew, and like, I got oh, on that, okay. you oh. know, Garrett Rat was on each one, but, you know, I didn't, like, think, like, oh, man, you know, look at all these connections here. No, very true. All right, so we'll start with, if I were you, the EP, Life After Death on Manifest Records. So this is a post-hardcore, metalcore, electronic-core band who's been around for a while. This isn't, like a brand new introduction EP. This is their second EP, but they also had two previous full-length albums, End of an Era in 2013 and The Sleepless in 2014. I was very impressed. This was a band that was able to weave in that electronic core without it being anywhere near overbearing because that's what a lot of electronic core bands get. It seems anyways when you listen to them, with a lot of them anyways, it's like, wow, did they just get bored with doing instruments and now they're just pressing buttons to make <laughs> random sounds? Like, it's not yep. woven in. It's not part <coughs> of the stars. tapestry. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <coughs> I see stars. What? Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. <laughs> My allergies. I understand. Yeah, allergies. Allergies. <laughs> but yeah, it's they have almost perfected, if not perfected, the art of weaving that stuff into the tapestry of their music. And I think it really comes out in the CP because this is probably, even though I like their past stuff, this is probably their best release to date. I agree. This is definitely, in my opinion, their best release to date. Um, it's like you said with the whole tapestry, which was, yeah, by good the way, words, we'll right? make that word of the podcast today. <laughs> That's officially word of the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, but it's like you said, the whole the way that they can make send the electronic core without it being overkill. That's a big plus because I like it when bands introduce, you know, the electronics in their songs, but there are some that don't know how to put it in their music yes, yes. without it just being awful. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like if I were you on this EP, nailed it. Like this oh, was yeah. the this like they were dancing on that thin line and they totally made it through. And I'm really glad they did. I enjoyed this EP way more than I thought I was going to. But yeah, uh, I definitely highly, highly recommend that everyone checks this EP out. I, you know, I would just go saying which songs are the good ones that you should check out. But I feel like you can pick up on any song and understand that this is a good EP because I feel like every song is strong. Yeah, here's what you got to know, at least for this, because it is an EP. There are two tracks where one's an intro and one's an interlude. So other than that, you've got six quality tracks that you can pick up. Like, I wouldn't expect someone to just skip around and then get the interlude and be like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You don't get that from interludes normally. It's those six tracks really are something special. Like, they really do work out really well. And I think you can pick out from any one of them and be completely fine. I did really like the feature by Garrett. Like, I think it worked really well on that track. And it's funny that you... You know, you sniffled Icy Stars in there a little bit. <laughs> they do, from time to time, when you hear the clean vocals, it does sound very Icy Stars. But yeah. not Icy Stars now. 
it sounds like no. I want to say like digital renegade icy stars when they had their shit together. That was when they were at their peak. That, in my opinion, that's icy stars' best album. That's what this. At least those clean vocals. I'm not saying the rest of their music or anything. It was just at some points you could hear that and you were like, oh, that's what people are supposed to sound like. (laughs) Exhibit A. Remember Icy Stars? That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't be. We're being dicks now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. But in general, though, if you haven't heard of this band, you should be giving them a chance. This EP was great. This is going on the list of great EPs of 2016. And what's great about an EP as well is it's not that an EP is just a holdover until a full length or anything, but it gives you a nice introduction again to the band and what direction they might be going into. And this really does cement that you're going to want to hear more from this band. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm actually really excited for it. And you know, the, it's like you said, the thing I like about the EPs is that it doesn't always hold a purpose as to what's going on, but it does give you a sense of direction of where things are going and how their sound is. And the fun thing about an EP is that, you know, you, of course you give it all you got, but at the same time, it gives you a chance to try something, uh, you know, like a new sound, but without people saying like, man, you know, I really hate that they went this direction. How could they? And, you know, wasting a whole album process you know, for a new sound that they don't know is the right sound. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they went about it like this. I feel like they really did showcase their talents on this one. And again, I just really, really recommend this album to anybody. Or EP, sorry. It ends up being similar. It's like, okay, so yeah. it's six songs compared to, you know, and technically there are eight, but I'm saying six full-length songs on this. But Yeah, compared to ten. I would say definitely if you're on the fence and you just need something to listen to right away, go with Looking Through Me the one with featuring Garrett Rapp, or go yep. with Silhouettes. Just right off the bat for me. I'm like, those two tracks, but I like them all. Yeah, I was very impressed with this because I wasn't sure what we were going to get because I wasn't sure if they were changing their sound. I wasn't sure you know, what it was going to be like, but I was very impressed, and I will continue watching this band because I think they've got something good going. Yep, same here. Really excited for their future. So once again, that's If I Were You, their new EP, Life After Death, is on Manifest Records. So, one down. And look, I'm going to say, that's pretty damn... <laughs> we got soundbite of the day, folks, all right? <laughs> it's a good show when that soundbite makes a special guest appearance more than once. Yes, exactly. And I don't think it has been for a long time, so this no. works out very, very well. All right, so, next album I really want to talk about is Magosh. Migosh. Migosh. You know, I feel like show after show, I'm still not going to feel like I say it right. I don't know if anyone technically knows how to say that name normally. I had to look I, it up specifically to know how to say it. I will tell you, if you look them up on YouTube, they have an instructional video yeah. <laughs> on how to say the name of their band, and they make it really funny and trollish. But anyways, they uh, released a new <laughs> album called Apostasy mm-hmm. on Outer Loop Records. And man, it is really fucking good. I really enjoyed this album way more than I thought I was because I don't know what it was, but I got really let down when they released Desperata. I was surprised about that, actually, that you were because that's still one of the best tracks on this album, in my opinion. I don't like that song. Really? I, I really like the whole album to me is very strong. Yeah. But when Desperata comes on, I skip it. Do and you I'm really? completely honest. I don't like it. I, I don't know what it is. Now, my my only, because I'm going to heap praise on this as well, 
But my only ones that I think slow the album down are Buffalo into Jackson Pollock's Portrait of Kennedy. Like that whole area right there really slows yeah. me. And also a little bit of okay, so the song is about you. The album loses me a little bit. But this is a 14-track album. Yep. So, I mean, they went for it. They yeah, really I'm did. I'm really glad they did. Yeah, and this is the thing I can say about Migos because I've seen them live a few times. They are unique to the scene. They are not yep. a real screaming band. You know, they don't really have unclean vocals. I saw a comparison, and I, it might have been AP, that compared them a little bit to Coheed and Cambria. I don't see that. I think no. that was a little lazy of them to do that because, sure, Josh has a unique voice that can get very high, but other than a couple guitar taps... I was like, how can anyone say this is anything like... And of course, they're going to take that as a compliment because to be compared to Coheed and Cambria is pretty cool. I think they're their own unique flair to the scene. What what would you call it? Like an alternative experimental rock-ish? Glamcore. Glam- oh, jeez. Even- <laughs> <laughs> you know, in some songs... The only band that I can compare them to, and I really hate to say it, it's really just the vocals sometimes sound like Set It Off. Sometimes. New Set It Off, you mean. Not old yeah, Set yeah. It Off. No, no, okay. no, no, no. New Which set is unfortunate, it yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. But not in a bad way. Just, right, right. Just because, you know, uh, of course, Set It Off's issue is not the vocals. It's it's the music. But anyways, um, sometimes they give me a little hint of that Set It Off sounding vocal style. But that's really about it. This band is its own band. Uh, they're totally unique. Yeah. And that's really good because not only are they unique, but they're also really good at right. what they've made. And I'm really, really hoping that they come out of the scene very soon as in like they blossom. Like I want everyone to know this band. Because you know how like in the scene there's always – you know, the main bands everyone listen to, and then there's those bands that people refer to that sound way different from the others, but are still good. Sure. But Gosh doesn't get brought up into that conversation because they're not big enough yet. I hope Nagash gets to that point. And I feel like they will. This album really should bring them out there, especially having features, you know, like Garrett Rapp, you know, yep. with him, you know, pushing it out there. I, I really hope they get bigger than they are now. Yeah. Migosh has a has a stranger story to this year because they left Revival Recordings to go to Outer Loop Records and Revival has actually, you know, after they did their big push for the funeral portrait obviously, now this week they've said, "Hey, Migosh has an album, great guys, you should check them out." It's the same as when I had my conversation with Lee of the Funeral Portrait. I brought up, "Hey, you guys started together. I've seen you guys live together multiple times." They were on Revival. They're now on Outer Loop. Was it weird to have both of your full-length albums come out on the same day? And he was like, it is, but I wish them the best. Like, there's no problem. And he can he can see touring with them again. Like, that's not an issue. So that's pretty cool. But my whole roundabout way of getting to this was, in my opinion, Migosh didn't change from their EP. So if you like Apostasy, you should check out their EP Body Works. Because a lot of the tracks, it's not that it's similar, it's similar in the vein of what they're doing. They didn't go out and change their sound, if that makes yeah. sense. So if you like this, you're going to like Body Works as well, and we'll see if they continue on this trend. But yeah, I really enjoy this. Like I said, I think the only negative thing I can say about it really is that it just lulled for me a little bit in the Buffalo region, but then it really picks up for me, especially when you get into Monsters 
and then I yeah. loved Ice Melts. That song is mm-hmm. really damn good. Like, really, yep. really damn good. So I enjoyed it. Now, by the way, did you hear the secret little acoustic thing that they do at the end of War Drums? I did not catch that, no. I could swear. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see Uh-oh. any lyrics. I didn't see any lyrics. Ian but hates they, theory. No, no, they do, they do this little acoustic thing at the end where they say something about, I swear it's searching or Googling Bill Murray steals fries or something. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it was funny. I know what they were trying for was funny. I just maybe I missed the reference from what they were going for. But I could have sworn it was something about stealing fries and something about Bill Murray. But I don't know if I'm missing something or not. So I oh, hope no. someone asked him about that. But They're I didn't see to what it was. On their album. Yeah. If anyone knows what that's about, please Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. Get in touch with Facebook with me, Ian Hates <laughs> something. Let me know what it's about because I might have missed it. But it's funny. But yeah, I, this whole album, I mean, Checkerboards and Cigarettes is a great opening to the album. Oh, yeah. I think it captures the flair of what they're going for. And yep. I look, I don't have any problem with Desperada. I actually like that track a lot. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the only one, man. You don't have to apologize to me. You have to apologize to me, gosh. Just the way oh, it is. man. Yeah, sorry, buddy. But yeah, Can't look, they are a different flair for the scene. I like the word flair for them. Because I yeah. think I think this album shows a lot of attitude as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they are doing what they want to do and they have no problem showing it to everybody. They made that change to Outer Loop, which I guess is working for them. I'm still not sure why, because I think this would fit very well in Revival. So mm-hmm. there might have been behind the scenes stuff that people don't know about. But in general, this is a great album to check out especially if you're not familiar with their music. Now, technically, you could probably say that this might not necessarily fit in with what we talk about on a regular basis. I think it does. I I would say so, too. It's 99% clean vocals and 1% unclean, if anything. Yeah, but they they carry this sort of heaviness to it. But you are right. It's almost, it's little to no, you know, scream vocals, but... They just have the scene sound. Like, you know what I mean? They they have something where it's like you know where they belong. So what would you say is your favorite track on the album? Checkerboard and cigarettes. Let's play a little bit of that. I just want to give everyone a taste of everything that was going on there. But you can tell they're talented as fuck. Yeah, very talented. From the instruments down to the vocals. That's your favorite. My favorite is Ice Melts. So let's play a little bit of that as well. Just to give people a taste of the range that they're dealing with here in this album. Is a 
Watch your tongue burning up from behind your teeth And does the smoke help you breathe? You let the friction burn while you speak the words it hurt But I like it too Just cause I'm like you Doesn't make it right The devil takes his time Like it or not We're the same We belong together In the flames I'll wait for you till I see you in hell And I won't miss you at all Cause I know at the end of the road We'll find signs Bleeding underground And I won't miss you at all Cause I know at the end of it all so definitely a softer song, but I really enjoy that track. It's good shit. Yeah, it really is. So, look, nothing but good things really to say about this. I knew it was going to be good. I've seen them live. I knew their original EP, Body Works. I've been a fan for a while, so I'm just really glad that they continued doing what they wanted to do, and they really made a great album. Yep, I completely agree. I'm so happy that they're doing what they're doing. All right, so just to reiterate... That's Migosh with Apostasy. That's on Outer Loop Records. Boom. All right, though. Look, we uh, all got to have favorites. <laughs> we all got to have favorites. It's one of those cliche sayings. We save the best for last, in my opinion. I am currently wearing my funeral portrait hoodie that I got in the boy. mail today. I can't help it, man. <laughs> I can't help it. I support the bands I love. This is the way it is. That's so the way to do it. Finally, we are doing our review for the funeral portrait a moment of silence on revival recordings. So Jackson, I was blown away Where by this man? album. I absolutely was. It was so different from their EP, and I was already a big fan because like you heard on the conversation I had with Lee, I'd seen them a bunch of times even before they had their EP out, even before For the Dearly Departed, which was the EP. That was when they were theatricore, if you wanted to call them anything. And you should remember, based on the last couple of months that we've talked about this album and with the new tracks and everything, how I mentioned multiple times, they've left that whole sound behind them. Those tracks that they released, the singles, The Water Obeyed the Gravity and Like Father, Like Son, they don't have that whole theatrical feel to them. Nope. And this whole album doesn't either. Nope. That's gone. And Lee mentioned that. He said that is not what the band is. They do what they want. This is what it is. And I think, you know, unfortunately to use another cliche, I think this is a <laughs> breath of fresh air to the scene. Like this is a great album with post-hardcore in it, with some there's even a couple breakdowns, there's some metalcore in there, there's some alternative. There's a lot of really great stuff that they melded together to make a moment of silence. You couldn't have said it any better. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I, I I completely agree with you. I feel like there's bands like this that go under everybody's radar, and they shouldn't. Right. Uh, the Funeral Portrait is one of those bands. I feel like they're in a league where they don't need to be. You know what I mean? Like if you look at if you look at the scene in sort of like a level format, the Funeral Portrait's at the bottom, not in talent wise, but in popularity wise. And I feel like they need to be somewhere towards the top. This band. With this album, really, I really, really hope it exposes them to everybody. And, you know, it, it's like shows like this that I love doing this because I want them to become famous, uh, you know, as in like get thrown out there right. with bands like 
you know, my submit and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. uh, it's not but, insult them or anything. <laughs> <laughs> In the sense of vague. No, I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they totally left their theatrical sound. And I don't want to say it's completely thrown away. It's very, very lightly put in there, but not in a sense of how it used to be. It's like a totally new kind of theatrical way, but in the best way possible, like kind of like an Ice Nine Kills kind of theatrical way. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, sure. There, I mean, like, I don't know how or you an Alisana. that sound. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sure. But it, this it, is it's more... It's got that feel. But if anything, I would say about this album is where a theatrical type sound often comes from a lot of production... Mm-hmm. This album doesn't have that. This album is very raw. It's yep. very raw. And you can tell, but then also with the conversation I had with Lee, and of course I'm going to bring it up because we had a whole fucking hour-long conversation about it. So if you want to hear more about this album, go back and listen to that episode of Ian Hayes Music. But he mentioned multiple times that a lot of this stuff was done in one take. Like that's what they wanted. They wanted so a very meta. yeah. They wanted a raw sound on this, and it's crazy too with the notes that he's hitting because that oh, isn't normally yeah. his style. You know, he can do it. I knew he could, but damn, some of those high notes he was hitting with going to what his normal range is and everything—that was impressive. Yeah. See, the thing about this album is that I love the sound that they have, but to me, the highlight is the vocals. His voice is so damn good, and I feel like no one can disagree with that whether you even like this kind yeah. of fucking music or not that guy can fucking sing yeah, he can. and his vocals are so damn good and this album really brings them out yes. you know what i mean Absolutely. like this album pushes his vocals to the limit and i still feel like he could do more like he's so good i cannot wait to see what even comes after this to see yeah. what that man's voice can fucking do you know what i mean and they could be completely different in their next album like they, yeah. And that's what and I think that's where you also see, you know, you can see the similarities between the Funeral Portrait and Migosh in the fact that they're both bands that started not necessarily around the same time, but had an EP out around the same time. And then this is their first full length album. You know, they're kind of chiseling out their own pathway to what they want to do. Migosh stayed very similar to their sound. Yep. Funeral Portrait said, fuck that. That is not what we are anymore. We want to make this type of music. And that's what they did because this is so much different. Lee mentioned they only play C'est La Vie now when they're on tour. That's just one song from that EP. They've kind of left that more behind. This is the sound that they're making now. This is them. This is the funeral portrait. This is their unique sound. And they have made a very unique record. It's for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I love that EP too. I've been a fan of the Funeral Portrait for a long time. I like that EP a lot. Like, I really do. But I am completely fine. When you blow me away with an album like this, I don't have to hear that EP anymore. Because, you I know what I mean? I completely agree. I don't see me going back to the EP with how good this album was. You can track around this entire thing. And sure, you know, there's the intro track. There's kind of an interlude. There Even are the some intro things. track was a fucking jam, though. I loved it. Yeah, I at mean, the end, like it starts rocking out. Jam. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I really like the flow of this, too. Like, I really, and sometimes what I love about it, too, is sometimes I just get surprised. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I forgot that this was the next track. And it's just like, bam, it just hits you. I, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this album. 
I completely agree. I'm glad they did 13 songs. They didn't beat around the bush and stick to the old 10 song interlude or two format kind of deal. They not only found a new song, but they made sure you get 13 full songs of that shit. And it is so damn good. They really killed it with this album. I love the image they have. You know, I love the, I just love their new ways. It's it's awesome. They they really did kill it with this album. Just admit it. You love my hoodie. I do love your hoodie. Uh, See, we usually don't talk about this on the show, but if we're doing a rating of album covers, I really you like love, this album cover. You I love the monster? Why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like that like 1980s scary movie alien creepy, kind of vibe. Yeah. And it, it's awesome. I really like it. It's super cool. And that's the thing people should know as well. This is a concept album. It doesn't follow one person. You know, I brought this up as well. It's not like Famous Last Words where it's one single story going throughout. It's multiple different points of view from different people or things or ideas or theories, whatever you want to say, about what happens after you die. That's what each one of these tracks are. So it's interesting in that to also not only look at the music in the way of just enjoying it in general, but also to see what the story is for each track as well, which is always important and adds extra layers to music like this as well, which I love. Now I have a question for you, Mr. Ian Oh, shit. So I'm looking at iTunes, and I want you to guess the genre that they have this band under. It's interesting. Hmm. I'm going to... I don't know if iTunes knows their shit or not. I'm no, gonna say, I, I can tell you right now that they don't, just oh, this one. <laughs> so my original guess would have been post-hardcore. But if they don't know their shit, then I'm going to say alternative? No. Oh, you ready for this? Oh, shit. All right. They have you? it under glam rock. What? Yeah, that's that's the genre that they have this under. That's fucking it ridiculous. Says, Glam Rock 2016. That's what it says. That makes no sense. I what? completely disagree. And I mean, labels you disagree are sometimes with me? necessary. Or you disagree no, with like, iTunes? I disagree okay. With what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with their with their genre that they gave right, the right, female right. portrait. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I don't see that. I can't even think of a track on this album that would be anywhere close to Glam Rock. Yeah, and the EP they have it under just metal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So ridiculous. like they Whatever. Totally, <laughs> Whatever. They totally discredit themselves. I mean, I, I really I mean, we hate labels. Sometimes we find well, it necessary. Yeah, you but have to when t- you see right. one as bad as this, it's like glam rock. What the right. fuck? This isn't like Steel Panther well, or some right. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like the label thing, which we've talked about a lot. It's just it does make it easy sometimes when you're looking at upcoming releases and you're looking for new bands and you see one that says metalcore. I'm like, okay, I do want to check that out. Right. You know, I don't know what people would label me gosh, but if I saw their label, I'm not sure if I'd be like, oh, should I check that out or not? But I like it. So that's where labels can hurt something as well. Yeah. Me gosh is just rock. That's, that, that's what it's no, labeled out on iTunes. Just yeah, that's rock. Fine. And yeah. that's, it's definitely more <laughs> better than glam rock. I don't know well, that's, why. That's I don't true. know where they got I hope that, that doesn't hurt. Portrait. Yeah. I hope that doesn't hurt the funeral portrait. But what I can say though for sure is being around so many revival sites and people that follow revival music. Revival did an amazing job at marketing this album because they oh, put yeah. everything behind it. And they should have because this is a landmark album to put a lot behind. Like It's it, a highlight of 2016. Yeah, that's oh, for sure. absolutely. And the fan support has been excellent. Like I've seen tons of people just writing such great things about the album it's great to see that kind of stuff it's great to see people be thoroughly excited and 
thoroughly satisfied with an album mm. like this. Like I think you can tell that they put so much of themselves into this that I'm right. just hoping it pays off for them because they're one of those bands talked about it on the conversation. I know I keep going back to it, but I can't help it because it comes into this stuff. They were on their 15th tour in two years. Wow. And they just finished that tour with Famous Last Words. That is insane. Yeah. So they are working their asses off For to sure. get this stuff out there. And I'm still hoping, like like I said, I've seen them a bunch of times. I've not seen them with the new material. I'm really hoping they get up to the East Coast so I can go see them again. Track after track, I like every single one of them. I'm going to go out, and I said this before as well, my favorite out of everything is Save Yourself. That Save is, Yourself? That is my favorite. What about you, Jackson? Mine is between Double Helix and like Father Like Son. All right. I, I really, I, every song is so damn catchy on this album. Oh, it really is. But like seriously, every single one has it. Again, it just goes back to his voice. But, but on the regards of favorite tracks, definitely like Father Like Son is probably my favorite one. But yeah. Double Helix is a close second. Does it make sense also to say that it's not catchy in the quote unquote normal fashion? I wouldn't call this pop music. By any oh, no, stretch, no, 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 no. but for some reason, the way they're working the melody makes something catchy and makes it uniquely catchy. It's not a basic format the way no. they write their songs, and Absolutely that's why not. it's not a catchy part because they don't have it like you know verse verse chorus verse verse breakdown right. verse verse ending. Chorus. It's like it's not like yeah. that. They'll and slow down parts and they'll that are yeah. catchy. Right? Yeah, it's, because there there aren't breakdowns on every track. There are only a couple, right. if I think about it correctly. Like, Save Yourself definitely has a breakdown. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's not that's not their format that they're going for. They're just making the tracks that they want to make. And let's do this. So let's play a little bit of Double Helix then okay, for you, and then we'll play a little Save Yourself for me. Damn it, I don't even want to stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> stop, fuck. Listen to just that little bit that I played on a random part, a double helix. You hear the drumming, you hear that guitar riff work, you hear a solo, vocals, like it just, it all comes together so well. They excel in every single part when it comes to making a song. Yep. Now let me play a little bit of Save Yourself and I'm going to go to a specific point in the song that I love. Decided to let them 
Damn it. So good. It really is, man. <laughs> so good. They're fucking, they're incredible. Yeah, man. See, now this, by the way, is why I understand that you had to go see for today's last show. But it would have been so much better if these were staggered a little bit. Because then oh, you yeah. could have seen Funeral Portrait Live do these songs. Yep, with the new album, Them and Famous Last Words. Man, yep. it really does suck. And, you know, I could have set it up to where I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Because the way, um, when For Today came, they did this part where they played on Saturday and Sunday, same lineup. Yeah. They added an extra show, but I wanted to go to their to last, the last show one. ever. Right. You know what sure. I mean? No, I understand. I understand. I'm hoping they'll... I mean, look, they love to tour, so I'm sure oh, they'll yeah. be back around. Yeah, they'll be back. I'm not even worried about it. They they have nothing to lose. They'll, they'll be back, and Dallas is a pretty big hotspot, so I'm sure they'll come. Now, and next time, because we leave the conversation where I have tons of other things. Like, we just blow through an hour when I talk to Lee. Like, there's so yeah. much more that I had. Lee's going to come back on the show, and we're going to oh, go yeah. over a bunch of stuff. What I want to ask them, too is when are they going to tour doing this whole entire album? Yeah. I feel like they need to. Yeah. This is a totally new chapter for them, and I feel like they should really push it. You know what I mean? Nope. I totally agree. So, yeah. I mean, look, we didn't even go through with this album. There's also, like, a creepy, haunting tone from time to time. Like, the tone changes and the tone shifts as well in this album are done really, really well. It's part of telling the story almost with what they're doing with that too so just super impressed with this can't say enough good things and that's why even though we liked the other two out you know we liked if i were you and me gosh it's just this blows everything away like this was the album i've been waiting for and like i said i've been rocking this album for a month and a half maybe somewhere around there and i'm still i'm not tired of it like i've been excited to be able to do this review to let everyone know who doesn't have it. And that's the other thing, too. You have time. Like, hopefully on your Christmas list, you've got a moment of silence somewhere on there because there's still time to get their sales up because it really is, once again, very, very important for bands like The Funeral Portrait, first week sales. And I would highly recommend you buy this album. Get some merch if you want, but at least pick up the album. Go see them live stream it tons and tons of times on spotify so it's like you bought the album like do something like that because this band so deserves it i completely agree and it's like we said earlier this is a highlight album and everyone really needs to check this bad boy out it is sick it's get it gets an ian hates stamp stamp of approval (laughs) yeah it, it gets our definitely high approval we hate talking about shitty albums man we do you know we, I mean, it really does suck. You, you hate it when you get that that lineup of just a horrible, bad music Friday kind of thing. And yep. then it's times like these where, you know, it even comes from the smaller bands that make, you know, make it much better. You yep. know what I mean? Jackson and I have talked about it, and the show's been on for a long time now. We could certainly cater to what we consider to be the big bands. And we could only talk about Of Mice and Men and Bring Me the Horizon and whoever else, A Day to Remember, all the bands, you know, we could talk about that all the time. But that's not what music's all about. Music's about finding a band like this and finding an amazing album. And that's why we joke around, like, sure, everyone wants 2016 to be done, but 2016 has brought us some amazing music. And this is such a great album, and it's just a highlight of 2016 to be able to get an album like this from The Funeral Portrait 
And that's the thing. Will everyone know who the funeral portrait are right away? No, they won't. But hopefully this show and this review of this album and talking to Lee in the conversation we had, hopefully that will get this stuff out to more people because that's the point, right? And pick up Migosh. Exactly. Yeah, pick up Migosh. Pick up If I Were You. We really enjoyed all three albums. It's just this album hit me harder than anything else right away. I agree. So to state it one last time, it's The Funeral Portrait, A Moment of Silence on Revival Recordings. Boom. All right, so really, that brings an end to our favorite portion of the show, but we do have kind of one upcoming album, so remember how we told you it was going to slow down? It didn't slow down. It came to a fucking halt. (laughs) Yeah. There is nothing coming out this Friday that I know of anyways. People correct me if I'm wrong. But nothing coming out this Friday that I know of. And then the only album that's out for us to possibly do a review on next week is the A Loss for Words with Crisis. And that comes out the day we do the show. So I don't know if we'll be able to review it or not. We might wait till the next week. Yeah, it's it's coming rough. It's a rough end of the year now. Uh, but this is expected. We'll just it's talk about what here. we got for Christmas and yeah. just, you know, have some hot cocoa and, you know, it'll be all fine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But look, I think especially with how long the show is tonight, people got oh, their yeah. people got their money's worth as in this is a free show that we do every week. <laughs> so you got your money's worth. Plus, we're going to be doing another. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of news still next week and shit that we're oh, going to talk sure. about. Yeah, we're going to have no problem filling time. It's just you won't have any reviews most likely. Yeah, the album reviews slow down, but if anything, the news might jump up. You know, New Year's tours and albums that are going to be, you know, released coming up January. You know, announcements are going to just blow out of the water. Very true. So I think we're all set with that. So it is going to be a very interesting breakdown from the past. Oh, shit. You think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! Boom. <laughs> I love that. So, yes, it is Breakdown from the Past Time. Jackson, I think you mentioned this band uh yeah i may or may have (laughs) Uh, you know but uh yeah so i got a really good one this time it is going to be a fresh breakdown from the past the band is called for today i don't know if anyone's ever heard of this (laughs) band you know it's i've heard they're out there a little bit it's almost breakdown from the present (laughs) yeah (laughs) i see i I wasn't gonna do it but i thought it'd be fun you know because they literally just broke up last week it's okay technically well, do so, I thought it'd be fun. Let's do this. For people that don't know for today, what's your favorite track? Ooh, my favorite track. Uh, Devastator. Oh, so like everybody? Okay. Hold on. Well, no, wait. Here, see, I want to say that's my favorite track because if I'm going to introduce someone to for today, I want them to hear Devastator. Okay. If we're actually doing my favorite track, personally, it would be my confession. But for a newbie, definitely Devastator. That's a jam.
See, my thing was I didn't want to cut Jam. that off during the drumming because if anything for, for today, that's my favorite part. David does was, an amazing job drumming. Exactly. And and that song, it really highlights the drumming. Yeah. When I listen to that song, my whole time, my fingers are just like tapping on something with like when they go through like the chorus with like the double bass. Oh, man. They, they really do have a badass drummer. No, very true, man. Very true. Anything else you want to say about For Today? I mean, they're a very popular band for oh, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like we're opening up anyone's eyes to For Today most likely. But my only thing with them, and it's not to be negative, it's just some of the stuff from the past of why they lost at least one member, right? Maybe two yeah, in the past. Yeah, he was. You know, there's, there's this song that Convictions has. And I feel like they nail it on the head when it comes to people who are on state. Like when you believe in a certain religion and when you're on it, when you get put on a stage, like in a band, let's say, and everyone has eyes on you, some people don't know how to safely express, you know what I mean? Right. Like to the point where they don't come off as an ignorant person. Right. And I feel like, that X Men, I don't remember what his name was. I don't remember either because I, why would I remember? But it was yeah. one of those things where, yeah, the controversies they've had for some of the things they've said, and it, and it wasn't them; it was really him. And to the point where you know they they moved on without him. Right. And I feel like they even they had to apologize for it because that's not what they stand for. You know what I mean? Like right. when that happened, it wasn't like for today was mainly under the lash. True, true, true. Of course, you know, they get thrown in there because, you know, it's the, ba- it's, yeah. you know, he's in that band, but that member definitely got a lot of backlash. I, it was something that he said about gay people. Yeah. I don't remember what he said. Uh, what, what, what would you expect? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. what a lot of religious people have said. And that's yeah. not, a generalization because not everyone to. feels that way, but yeah, exactly. And we, me and Fort today, we believe in the same thing, but sometimes they, not they, that per, that person did not express things the way it should have been in any sort of way. It was wrong. It, right. it wasn't even like the fact that well, he said it. It was what he said was just completely false. I'm fine. And it doesn't showcase what it really is in this religion you know what i mean i like when people are very open and honest about how they feel like i would rather people not hold that stuff inside and if that's how they really feel i would rather them say it i certainly wouldn't believe in any of that that's my problem with religion i mean as you know i'm not a religious person everyone knows that i've had religious bands on the show and we talk about everything which that's what i love i love talking about everything but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that really turns me off to certain things. I just don't understand that whole hatred for someone because of what they are or you know what I mean? Like I just Exactly. I don't I don't get it. So for me, that's what's always been I totally respect their music and there's a lot that I really like, but a lot of times for me it's harder because of that stuff that has happened in the past sometimes, you it's know? It's true. It, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier with Falling in Reverse. You see, you know, you you, you want to love the music so bad, but when you hear this one thing, it kind of just taints the image, right? And it makes you not want to hear the music. So I can compl- I I completely understand that, and it really does suck what he did, and you know the hatred that you know gets expressed sometimes with religious people, and I really do not like to see that at all because that's not what it's supposed to be about at all, right? You know, and, and I'm I consider myself very strongly, you know, believing in God and everything. But when when you have any ounce of hatred in you, 
you know, towards anything just because someone's gay or anything, that's not right. That And they'll say like, oh, yeah, I don't like him because of what I believe, uh, you know, because I believe in God. It's like, no, dude, you're believing in the wrong guy if that's how it is. You know, like that's not what for today represents. That's not what this religion is about. It really isn't. And, you know, that's why I don't like to see that at all, because then it makes the good Christians look bad. You well, know what so, I mean? And that's why, and we're able to do a show together, even being on opposite sides of that, because you can understand from both exactly. sides of what people are talking about. And if you were that type of person, then I wouldn't have you on the show. You know what I exactly. mean? Like it you just have wouldn't... to be open to everything. It doesn't, right. no one is ever going to think like you or believe the same shit that you do. Right. You have to be open to yeah, everybody. Exactly. And that's why I love, and that's why I had, convictions on because i love that song brother's blood i think that song is awesome because it's being so open and upfront where he's got a brother that doesn't believe in anything and instead of just shutting it down and being a song from the religious point of view it molds in and it's almost like a half and half of these are all the are these are a lot of arguments that non-religious people make in this idea and it's so great that back and forth between the ideals between the two that's why i love it like i think that's a great song to showcase that kind of thing because i can totally see having those conversations especially a family conversation like that with a brother that's so in and then a brother that's not it just it works out really really well that's why i love convictions and silent planet and bands like Mm -hmm. that because they get it oh look you know what i mean you know how much i love silent planet strongly yeah but they they understand that there are people who don't, and that's just life. You have to love everybody and treat them. You don't treat anyone different just because of what they believe in. I mean, unless they fucking unless it's believe like, in, like, well, Nazis. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they believe in murdering people for whatever. Right. And yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, the extremes of something instead of the compromises of things. That's why I was so happy getting convictions on the show. Like, you know, I love – that's what turned me on to this show. I know you're not a religious person, but – you're not against it, you know what I mean? Like in a fact where you won't even have a conversation with someone. I, have a conversation I first with heard this show when you had a conversation with convictions. Right. I learned you didn't believe. Does that bother me? Not at all. Right. And it never will. And that's awesome. And that's the whole point of right. Well, right. enjoying life in general. And that's it. And there's people who are and there's people who won't. And bands like convictions get it. Yeah. And that's what I love. And you hate to see a good band like for today. I don't feel like they're like that at all because but I know they'll always have that so stigma. They'll always exactly. have that stigma from that stuff that happened. Just because of that one member that taints mm-hmm. their image and that really does suck. Yeah. It, it, you know, to it's anyone true. who it's wants true. to get into Ford today, if they see that, that's the permanent image yeah. you have of the whole band. Cuz you don't want to generalize. You don't want to do that cuz that's the whole problem is generalizing and having issues like that, but it is hard because that's what you remember. Like I remember that so vividly because I remember when it happened. I'm like, oh, how yeah. how do you get around this? You know, it's kind of like it, it, it's almost even not fair. It's kind of like outlining color right now. They got rid of their singer because he was literally toxic to the band. Sure. If there's new people who hear about this and they're like, oh man, you know, I can only imagine what fucking music they kind of make then, or you know how you know you don't want to you think badly of that band just because of one thing that happened that it didn't even have to do with the whole band nope, very or like true. um like lost profits oh you know? geez, <laughs> like yeah i know <laughs> you I know, know. It's, it's so many times that a band member can taint the image of a whole band when it's not right you know what i mean 
That's true. It's true. Look, you know, I mean, think of that conversation that I had with Garrett Russell. Like, you know how well that went. Like, I, I love the stuff that he's doing. And we're yeah. not completely on the same page with religious stuff, but we had a great conversation about all that. You know? <laughs> yeah. See, so, some people just under, need to understand that, yes, you know, they're religious people, but we're all part of humanity here. You know, <laughs> we, we got to get along. And that's why whenever you had a conversation with Garrett, it was just awesome. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter the beliefs at the when you're with somebody else, whether they believe or not. You know, you treat a human with respect, no, unless obviously they're a piece of shit. Or well, something. right, right. Unless they're a mirror. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, all right. Good job. We had a good conversation on that too. Yep. So now to completely change gears. Oh yeah. My breakdown from the past this week is a band that I'm surprised that hasn't come up yet once again, but we're going to be talking about Aiden. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? And this is a band that has gone through so many changes, and really, they just kind of finished. They went on hiatus for a little bit. They came back. They did a self-titled as well and did like one last tour. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't anywhere near them to see that tour, but I mean, they changed so, so much. Their very first album, Our Gang's Dark Oath, was more on that like goth, punk, post-hardcore you know, somewhere around there, like a, like a I am ghost, like an our uh, last yeah. night. You know, like that kind of thing. They've been around for a long time. That's the other thing people don't remember about Aiden is Aiden was around from the early two thousands. So they often got not made fun of, but sometimes I think they got <laughs> they got dismissed for being similar to other artists. But they're one of those bands that really stuck around after our gang's dark oath, which by the way has an awesome song called "I Set My Friends on Fire." <laughs> which I'm pretty sure yeah I'm pretty sure that's where they got their name even though I haven't read that anywhere uh, I, I'll put a lot of money on that yeah for <laughs> sure but then their next album Nightmare Anatomy is so fucking good and I'm gonna play a little bit of Die Romantic like my favorite part of this track and you can see what type of music this is It's got that kind of like post hardcore screamo with I the god punk sound. Yeah, I know, man. So do I. <laughs> Fucking it's so nostalgic. So you don't even have to ever know who the band is, but when you hear that sound, it just brings you back to that old kind of screamo sound. I love it. I love it. But that's the thing, though. So that album, I love front to back. I think it's mm-hmm. great. But they often got dismissed or made fun of because they were like, oh, My Chemical Romance ripoff, you know, from like old school My Chemical Romance, like that kind of thing. 
But I just, I don't know, man. When they continue doing it, I think they actually let it get to them a little bit as well. Because, like, Will Francis, the lead singer, is extremely talented. Like, he goes under William Control as well. That's his other. So he's done so many different. We're not even going to get into that. Maybe we'll do William Control some other show. Because he just goes off and does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like, he's more popular for being William Control than he is for... Yeah. So that's something for a different day. But then you go into their third full-length album for Convictions, actually. (laughs) That's the name of that album. And I'm going to play a track. I'm just going to show you how much they changed over another period of time. All right? So this track's called One Love. So I'm only playing a little bit of that so you can kind of get the idea of how much they change because from what <laughs> I like remember it sounds like the killers. Yeah, it's like the cure. Like they went yeah. they went like almost full goth pop. It, it was so weird and that's the thing from what I remember this album was not received well. People did not like this direction that they went. Yeah. But it didn't seem to matter to them because they're another band that seems to do pretty much whatever they want because now you flash forward to something like knives which came out in 2009 2010 and i'm sure you know this track right this is scavengers of the damned and this song is so fucking catchy but it's so different from everything they've done before You see what I'm talking about, right? It's fun. That's a fun song. Oh, it's absolutely a fun song. It's catchy as fuck. Like there's yeah. there's no doubt about it. But that's the thing. I never got to see Aiden live. So I don't know how they pull all of these songs together because every album seems so different. But I just thought it was interesting that we hadn't talked about Aiden yet. So my recommendation for people is especially if you love that old school screamo goth punk kind of sound. Go listen. Shit. Yeah. Go listen to <laughs> Our Gang's Dark Oath and Nightmare Anatomy for sure. Like, make sure you check that out, especially Nightmare Anatomy. That one hit me at the right time. Like, I love going through that album. So, check them out. They're not touring anymore. They are done. I mean, it's possible they come back and do another tour at some point, but at least for right now, that's it. It's a good breakdown from the past today. Yeah. Good job on both our ends. That works out yes, well. Yes, sir. If only I didn't have the damn sniffles. <laughs> yeah, you're like sniffling throughout this entire episode. <laughs> it sucks, dude. I hate it so much. But hey, if anything, we're a real life show, right? So fuck yeah. this shit happens. I'm not going to be like, okay, Jackson, I'm sorry. You're sniffling. We're not doing the show this week. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. 
All right, Jackson, looks like it's time to close out the show. Yay! No, I'm just kidding. I love the show. This is the end of our holiday episode where we only talked holiday stuff at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I love that. I'm so glad we didn't like try and do that throughout the whole show. That would have been dumb. So it would have been cheesy as shit. It really would have. So <laughs> Jackson, thank you very much for being on the show. Toughen it out, even though you're sick. <laughs> yeah. And also thank you to all the haters out there. If you want to support Ian hates music, Ian hates movies and everything Ian hates has to offer. There are tons of links in the description of this episode, so you can subscribe around, you can get in contact with me, do all that stuff right through those links. So I'm not going to go through all those, but what I will say is we are continuing our contest because merchandise is coming, so we're going to continue our contest. If you like the show, go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a comment. We will read it on air, within reason, of course, and then we will pick a winner once we have everything all set. So once again, that really helps us out. If you enjoy the show, please take the little bit of time it takes to go do that, and we will continue doing great shows. 2017 is going to be really big. I have guests lined up already. There's going to be some really interesting stuff coming, plus reaching more and more bands, and the way to do that is to help us out. Spread the word about the show. Get people interested. Word of mouth helps a lot. So we've done a ton of great shows that you can go back and listen to. If your family is really irritating you during the holidays and you got to get away, <laughs> it's so easy just to escape into the world of Ian Hates. That's the way to do it. Just look back at all the old episodes and check them out. Plus, we'll have a new episode next week for you and every single week coming, as well as the Ian Hates Music Conversation editions with brand new bands. Uh oh. As well as some familiar voices too. <laughs> so Jackson, thank you once again. Do you have any final words for everybody? Thank you for having me on the show and thank the fans for listening. Thank you guys so much. Uh but just again, thank you for everything. And let's also say to everyone, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Enjoy yourselves. You know, drink responsibly. I don't know. (laughs) It's whatever the fuck you do. Stay thirsty, my friends. Yeah. Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, geez, Jackson. All right. Hopefully that's not hopefully that's not your your sign out. So do you have anything you want to say to everyone (laughs) before we leave? A lot of good music in twenty sixteen, people. Enjoy it. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to Oh